Episode 44 of the biggest conspire <laughs> ever in the world, ever. I'm Rick. <laughs> and I'm Lee. Wow, Lee, that, was some, Lee. that was some introduction. You're, he's Big Lee and I'm Little Dick. <laughs> <laughs> How's oh, it going? Well, I'm, I'm alright, how are you? I'm alright, I'm, I'm alright, I'm alright. I'm alright, yeah, it's Friday, man. You know, buzzing. It's party night, we're doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we're old now. We don't go out and do stuff. Plus, it's really expensive. Don't. To Two weeks before Christmas. Two weeks after payday. Fucking no way, man. <laughs> um, so give me the stoop. Give me the stoop on um. Stoop or the scoop? Give me the stoop. Give me the scoop. Oh, it's a scoop, isn't it? Not a stoop. What's a stoop? Stoop is a. Stoop's to give me the stoop. We keep pigeons. Oh yeah, give me the pigeon stoop. Um, give me the scoop. Do you know what? Actually, I'll tell you a story before we go into it. It's a pigeon story. I went to do a delivery the other day. And I sat down. And I thought that looks like a very large pigeon. I thought, what is that? Like you know, it was like I mean, there was pigeons like sitting around, and it was just another. There was another like very looked like a very large pigeon. I was like very interesting, but it was and it took off. And I was like, that's not a pigeon. It was like it was one of those kites. It's like you know, like the biggest um, bird of prey in the UK. It's massive. We've got quite a, a few red kite. Here, red kite, yeah. It was a, it was sort of the closest, but it was really cool because usually just they just fly around all the time. That's why they call it kite; they never land. But it was just, it was like just sitting with some pigeons. Like it's like, thought, well, shouldn't you be eating the pigeons? But it was just like it was, it was fantastic. It was like a real, it's you know, like interesting observation. Thing. But they don't, I don't think they eat birds because the, usually when you see like a bird of prey that attacks other birds, all the birds budge off when they fly about. But the kites, you'll just see other birds flying around them, so they're not yeah. obviously they don't prey on other birds. Or maybe if they're like dead on, like carrion, then eat them. But yeah, don't, they don't hunt other birds. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's why they were like the pigeons, like whatever. Yeah, I think big so. Kite. Probably. I do a big kite. Yeah, I mean, I'm alright. I'm just looking for some um, carrion to eat. Some, you can just. I think they eat rodents and things like that. Yeah, probably. It was just cool. It's like a real, you know, like it was a cool sort of nature. I should have been David Attenborough going. I see the kite talking to the pigeons. I mean, um, I could be wrong on the whole kite probably, thing but the birds not. other birds don't seem scared of them i've seen loads of them about no, well i see a lot i often see uh, magpies and crows attacking them like saying fuck off yeah, like, yeah that's no, what i don't think birds like, are i don't think birds are their normal me. prey they're not like no. i don't know falcons and, or... and i saw one sitting on the fence as well and i was like is that a is that am i having a could he not make up his mind well, I wasn't sure if it's like in one of those, um, uh, was it a screen memory? Did I really see it sitting on the fence? Was I being abducted as I was driving along? But actually, I wasn't. It was a quite. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> how, you been, uh, how you been, bro? Well, All good? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, zero paranormal experiences. Zero. Zero. Zero, zero dreaming. I, I had a demon dream, but it's just a dream. It was... Um, I... I was going to say, we weren't here, we didn't do an episode last week. 
No, we didn't. No, do you know why we didn't do an episode last week? Because we had a Christmas party. We forgot to mention it the week before. Not that. Again, we we're probably just talking to the Russian bots like everybody else. Um, but no, we had a. Uh, it was Christmas party week last week, so we had to skip it because just because you can't can't really go to a Christmas party and do a podcast at the same time. Well, you could, but you wouldn't. It would just be. <laughs> Pretty much how the night turned into anyway. So yeah. Yeah, we just we well we didn't talk conspiracies, did we? Which was good. It talks about no. a lot, bit of music, and uh... so when I asked you if you had any meaningful dreams, you got nothing for me. Well, mm, I would say no. I I had a I had a demon dream, but I can't I can't even explain it. It was like it was last week. It was it it was you know it was basically between the last podcast and this podcast, and it was a demon dream. I could see this black shaped demon with big sharp gnashy teeth eating a wolf. Um, but I don't suppose it's really, I wouldn't say it's, it's just a demon dream. It, you know, it's not, I don't, what's, it's what do you interesting. Call it? It's interesting. What's the wolf mean though? It was, the wolf meant that. Like as a spirit animal, what does wolf mean? Well, dogs, I mean like. I know, animals, like actually, actually, like, hold on. Karen talking, I've got something. I can, I can figure this one out. Awesome. Uh, well, canines usually in my dreams are usually things that are um, a, a sort of biting me and attacking me. Like, so if, if a dog's going after me, then I'll get you know slightly like illness. But it was a demon, and it was it, it basically ate this wolf live, like as it was alive. And it was like what you had. To, I think what I had to do is you had to sneak away from the this demon to get away. Um, but I kind of ran, and then suddenly it was there. And I, I it's really hard to explain, you know, as, as dreams are. But it was. For me, it was quite profound, like nightmare when I woke up. And then, um, go on anyway. You, you got go on. You... I was, I've been reading a book called Animal Spirit Guides. Oh, awesome. Animal okay. Spirit Guides by Stephen D. Farmer. I don't know if Stephen D. Farmer is a good person to know about animal spirit guides, but it's a, I haven't gone too far into it, but it's got a whole list of like what animals mean if they're your spirit guides i haven't actually got into anything about how to contact spirit guides but let's have a look at what he says about wolves what's his name uh steven and i'll go back in a minute if a wolf shows up it means uh characteristics and behaviors that are no longer serve your spiritual purpose are being culled from your consciousness make cooperation a priority over competition valuable insights ideas and new teachings are coming your way so pay close attention it's important to maintain your self-esteem and integrity and deeply trust in your inner knowing, even when you feel misunderstood or misaligned. You're being spiritually and uh, psychically protected at all times. But as a demon was eating the wolf, there's obviously something counter to that going on, surely. Mm. And it, it did eat the wolf as well, alive. Like it, it, the wolf was, it was, that was the, like the most sort of obviously Okay, I, I I can't even work out what that might mean. A demon's like, eating your wolf, like a wolf. Teeth like, like it's not. I can see it now still. So, so you got like change your behaviours. You're being protected, but then you're not because the demon's eating your protection. Your demon. No, the demon in your dreams eating your protection. Wolves yeah, are protecting. Might, oh, what the demons are in my dreams? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So your demon's coming into my demon, but my spirit um, thing is being protected by the demon. Crossover, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? The name's the man's name was Stephen D. Farmer, PhD. Not oh, sure what's his PhD of. Anything on an audio book, but there's nothing. There's no Stevens. Stephen Farmer. Farmer even. See, I, 
I wrote, I've read a bit of this book because I was reading that other shamanism book, which obviously I never haven't finished yet, and I haven't done any of the, um, what's it like the meditations to. Have you heard, have you not just, heard the saying? The saying to know and not to do is not to know. Yeah, probably, but I haven't finished the book, so I'm not going to do anything until I. I'll probably just read it and not do anything anyway. So I started reading this book as well, in because I read them both. I read more than one book at the same time. It depends how I feel. Yeah, I pick the book up to read. Well, let's say I'm into my audio books at the moment, and, and I, I've got like a few going on. That, to be fair, they are. Um, then so not. Anyway, what I was getting at is I was thinking about. I haven't been thinking about spirit animals, and then the other night I had a dream, and. Afterwards, I thought, oh, that was quite a vivid dream. And then I didn't think anything of it. And then... Was it lucid or vivid? Or just, no, it's just, just, just a vivid dream. All right. Just and then, obviously, I picked this book up and I'll be reading it. And it was saying about even if you have dreams, it could mean something. I was like, oh. What, what have I what, always said to you? What was Dreams I... are not just dreams. And you're like, right. they're just okay, dreams. Okay, so I was, what, was I, what was I dreaming about? So in a bit of it, there was a, I was walking along some pavement and there was a like a hole in the pavement and in the pavement there was like popcorn piled up okay this has probably got nothing to do with it imagine popcorn piled up but yeah, in yeah. the popcorn there was like i think they were like these white uh, like white ants at the time obviously there were termites and i banged it with a stick the, like this pile of popcorn in the pavement and all these termites come out and started chasing me and i run away but i run away and as i run away i, I run through like this swarm of wasps and um, what happened after that doesn't not really think so afterwards i thought oh what does that mean so i looked in this book about termites there's nothing in there and i found a different thing online about termites and it's all do with like cooperation and like trying to be but so a, a wasp are the same sort of thing you need to cooperate with people and work yeah like work together to achieve something like you need to focus on something to achieve what you want so i don't know maybe it was trying to tell me something maybe i just had a dream with lots of bugs in it i'm not sure no it probably probably it's like the hive mind do you know what it is i know what it is you're not following the um government's directives i'm not following the hive mind you need to find follow the hive mind no it's more to do it was more to do with like um i'm right you look i know like protecting your your family and your community so i don't think it's Ah. i'm I'm not you're not protecting your family you're running away I'm not running anywhere, but I'm not doing anything actively to protect them. But I need to do that, maybe. If the, if the termites and the wasps are anything to go by, need to start stepping up and and being proactive. Because otherwise, you're going to get chased away or whatever. But you need to be proactive. I don't know how to do it. Though. We're going to end I mean, up in the camps, aren't we? Anyway, I don't right. know whether it, it was an actual. I I'd, I'd started reading the book, so you if you're going to read this sort of stuff, then you need to take notice of your dreams if animals turn up in your dreams or multiple times in life and you know those sort of things yeah i got bitten by a dog yesterday he's a very large um german german shepherd sorry it's funny quite funny and i know there's um i mean i love dogs now but i know there's there's and there's i know there's a dog there's a big german shepherd and it always eyes me up you know when you know a dog like it's not like but it eyes me up always i'm like a dog's like interested in what i taste like and um, so I sort of, they've got a gate, but it's not, it's got no gate on it, if you know what I mean. So I just stand back, it's got a, oh, you know, wall. it's got a wall, but where the gate is, there's no gate. So I okay, just so it's a gateway, yeah, yeah. And the, and the dog's not like, but it's there, I know it says. So I knock on the door and I sort of stand back and wait for him to bring whatever out. And the lady was there and she pulled it out and she was like holding the dog back because he needed one to come and have a sniff. And uh, 
uh, basically said, stay. And then she passed me a box. She just ran up and bit my coat. Like, not savage, <laughs> but bit it. She went, oh, sorry, he never usually does that to anyone. I just thought, I don't know, it just a bit, yeah. dog bit. I thought, yeah, fuck. That's why I all stand back, because I know the dog's got that green inside. Like, I want to taste that. Next up, he wants way. to taste that coat. He wants to taste that coat. And he did taste the coat. She was like, oh, so sorry. So um, I'm right to stand back and not, not be friendly with that dog, you know. I always say, if a dog doesn't trust a person, that person's untrustworthy. I love dogs, man, but some dogs are bastards. They're I've known you for years. Yeah. So you're pretty untrustworthy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm, you're not. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure dogs are a... a um, judge, what's it judge called? Oh, uh, Yeah, a judge of whether you're trustworthy <laughs> or not. I don't think they are either. No, well, I don't know. No, my, my dog never barks at anyone, but sometimes he barks at people that seem quite sort of shady when he's out. And we go, what are you doing? And they think, yeah, he's obviously... Dodgy, dodgy geezer. So I can't really say that. So like, it did make me a bit paranoid. Am I actually dodgy because that dog bit me, bit my coat? Maybe the coat's just dodgy. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. That's that's all the news I have for the week. <laughs> oh man. So we're in the UK and they've just um, announced uh, um, extra lockdown oh, measures. Well, mask. Um, in our last podcast, we said, "What's coming next?" And we were like, "Oh, it's going to be mask. Going to be a mask mandate, isn't it?" And we were like, "Yeah." And then two days later, the the um, Bumble Bumble comes out and says, "Um, yeah, basically, you got to wear masks in shops." And I haven't worn a mask in the shop since then. No one's questioned me apart from I did go in Costco tonight, and they questioned me. I said, "I'm exempt." Okay, so that was that. Um, yeah, so they've they've introduced the mask thing, and, and basically. I mean, more or less vaccine mandates, wouldn't you say? They've, did they not do that before when we Don't had to introduce of... vaccine mandates? No, no, no. Sorry, like vaccine passports. Sorry. Um, so that if you go into, uh, you know, places that are bigger from the 15th, it is, isn't it? If you go into places that have got quite a few people in and you have to. It's to do with nightclubs and gatherings inside of over. Is it how many people? I don't know, 500 people. But I still, I just don't, I just really, I just cannot wrap my head around no one saying well hang on a minute uh it doesn't stop me spread. i don't get it i just don't get i don't get how people i know i say this every week but i don't get how normal people don't go what is this bullshit and then i don't get how the whole i do get it but i don't get how people don't see that the whole of the media no one questions it apart from um najid majid nazar on um lbc radio which you know he's quite adamant against against this stuff which is you know it's, it's quite refreshing but I just, I just don't, I don't understand. You know, the majority of people going, or maybe, maybe, maybe they are thinking it, but it, because you know, like we're sort of outspoken about it, so we'll talk about it. But other people are just like, like you know, most things that go on, most people don't talk about what's going on, do they? In the news and stuff like that, yeah, just get on and watch um, Love Island and stuff like that. I so think they're, they're happy with like it because it's meant to. It reduces the spread. Apparently, it reduces. It doesn't know. Well, you're just saying that because you it don't want to. Well, yeah, we don't know. It's not. Yeah, but what, when I do, because we don't know, people, do you? Well, 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 it's meant to. It's meant to have a reduction. But it's Omicron, you know, this nonsense Omicron. If they go about the Omicron and all the people that you know were found to have it, have been vaccinated. So I'm just like, you know, it's whatever. It, it's just bullshit. I don't understand well, how more people are not okay. going. What, they, what it says is, it's meant to stop, reduce your chance of spreading it. I don't think that's true because people because no, they've yeah, established no. hold on let me say because they've established that you've got i mean that months ago they established that you got the same amount of um like me my brain's gone again the same amount of what's it called the 
viral load, viral load, whether yeah, you're yeah. vaccinated or not. But they say there's less chance of you catching it. There's less chance you spreading it. There's less chance. There's probably less chance of you getting really ill if you've been vaccinated. That seems to pay out. No. Okay, you just you just say well, whether you believe it, it doesn't matter if because I think the stats back up. I think the stats do back up that it could possibly uh, you have less chance of being hospitalised. What? What? How? Show me the stats that back it up. I haven't got them in front of me at the moment, have I? Oh, but if yeah. you've if you've just gone through the past few months totally ignoring that, then that's up to you. But I think there is stats that do point to that you've got less chance of being hospitalised if you've been vaccinated. Isn't there more people in hospital without being vaccinated than haven't been vaccinated? It may be. I don't. It's not. But I'm. It's not a straight. It's not a straight stand-up thing, is it? It's to do with percentages of people. I'm not. I'm not defending sitting here defending the vaccine because I haven't had it and I'm not going to get it. And I don't think no, for well, most for most people, I don't think it's worth getting. I, we've I'm been through go, this. We've been through this whole conversation yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. I'll, I'll, let's say I go. Let's say I go over you. So there was a thing. Um, actually, I listened to Highwire, and they were talking about actually autism. Um, you know, for the vaccinations, how they, you know, the amount of kids that was it autism. Yeah. Well, no, more about chronic diseases. Is like, is vaxxed, having vaccines might stop um, the chronic, like catching the, the viruses. You know, etc. But it all, but in it, but then it goes. Children having more chronic diseases, so it's like you're swapping one thing for another thing. So maybe, maybe if I just go with because I'm, you know, I'm like completely anti this fucking all this science. I'm not anti science. COVID and the whole thing is a big, you know, it's a big fucker doody. So maybe I'll go with maybe it stops you being hospitalised. I don't think it does. No, not know, stops, reduces your chance. Reduces your chance of being hospitalised through if you catch COVID, but you'll end up being seriously ill from God knows how many other, you know, things like the, uh, what is it, the, uh, the 300,000 people at risk are now from heart disorder because of post-COVID stress disorder. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, but it's not. It's because you'll get, it's, it's vaccine-induced heart injuries do you know what i mean so you maybe you you might be prevented from if you're over 92 from being in hospital from catching covid but you'll you know die of cancer or whatever from the yeah i, I understand what you're saying yeah. and I, I agree it's i don't know because they haven't done any real testing we haven't got all the data we go through this we have this same Ooh. conversation every week yeah, no, i don't think you sitting there going it doesn't do anything is not helpful because it does there is there is effects that have been measured that whether whether that's weighed up against giving it to everybody is a different thing, and ultimately yeah. I don't think it. That's the. I don't, the, um, I don't really think. I don't, I don't think what, that's the the. What's it? The push behind it. I think it's to do with vaccine passports and control. Now, now you're saying there's fact things are being measured because you're saying there are less people in hospital now. Is that is that? I do. I I just I think could it less people that, who have been vaccinated are being admitted to hospital with serious COVID. That's what I think. But less people that have not been vaccinated have been in in yeah, I don't, hospital. I don't know. So, I mean, you know, like you're saying it's like, are you basically saying because there's less people in hospital now? No, I just think you have to. The problem is we had that whole time where people were being um, dying of COVID before the vaccines. And we know that. But, you know, dying dying with, with... yeah, dying with, we know that that was a whole sham as well to do with the 28 days. We know that's all, it's, all yeah. the stats are a sham. 
Yeah, that's. But yeah, some so of them that... seem to. Some of it, even taken into account, seem to point to it. You having less chance of being hospitalised if you've had the vaccine. You're saying that, but there isn't. There's nothing. There is. There, there, there is isn't. some stuff out there. Like what? Oh, go. What? Just go. Don't just go and have a oh, look. Right. Okay, have right. a look at some point. I don't They're think nice I, when, you say, when you say there is stuff out there, but there isn't when you can't actually. Well, I haven't you know. got anything because I wasn't expecting to have this conversation today, so I haven't got anything. And if you if you've been looking at all the stuff that I've been looking at in the past months, it does point to that. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean that everyone needs to be vaccinated because they don't. Okay. All right, let's just draw a line under that because we're, I'm going to agree to disagree because I could argue, you know. Give me red and I'll tell you it's blue tonight. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but this is um this um link. As I was looking at the link, you put the link through on our Discord, which was the um, two jabs give less protection against catching Omicron. UK data shows it's like because you know they're going on about how it's like they want everyone get to get the booster. It's like no one's getting the booster. It's like how can we get people to get the booster? Let's tell them that there's Omicron there, and it, yeah. you have to have the booster to get. And basically, that that's what the uh, bloody COVID drives you nuts, doesn't it? You know. Um, two doses of COVID vaccine offer less protection against sym symptomatic infection with Omicron than with Delta, with a lower level protection seen against new variant even after a booster jab. What? Did that make sense? Yes, you've got a slightly lower protection against Omicron, even if you've had all the jabs. No, because it's only if you've had two jabs, you've got less protection. But if yes, but if you get the booster, then it boosts you up even... If I think even with the booster, you've got less protection and against Delta, which is right. less protection than if you had the Alpha variant, which has disappeared now. Alpha's gone. But all, Delta, yeah, but also no one's in hospital anywhere in the world from Omicron. But you, no, you I know. Won. It's rubbish. Yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's bull. I know, I know, I just, it's just... And how and long's how long's this Omicron been out? I don't know, wasn't it out in 2020 or something like that? Uh, it was in Europe or something I mean, like in, that. In, I mean, in the news... Two weeks, a week, two weeks. Yeah, so how have they done all this testing to show that boosters and double jabbed yeah. and it's all bullshit. Yeah, you know it's bullshit. But yeah. the fear's I, real. I know, I know we agree. Yeah, the fear's real, yeah. And you know they've done it, they've brought it out. But uh, I mean, they must, do they not go, because obviously they're doing it so that they can try and convince, and they're trying, are they trying to convince people that don't want to get vaccinated that they should have it because yes. they're trying to morphine? Or is it to, to um, so that they can go, no, we have to get everyone vaccinated because, you know, the UK is not, not is not outlawed, outruled, overruled, mandating vaccines for this at the moment. They were like, oh, we may have to talk about it in the future. You know, in the world, um, WHO has come out and said, oh, maybe we should talk about it. You know, mandating the you know COVID vaccine. So is it that? So that it's the next step, and they just keep going and going and going. Yeah, it's all go part with. of a plan, isn't it? It's part yeah. of a plan to get everyone vaccinated. Very, very. Uh, the yeah. the fear is real because I've I've said before on a different show. I've got a couple of different um, Twitter accounts and one of them I follow more like conspiracy or alternative news type thing and you've got all the people who are against the vaccines and another, I've got another one which is more sort of mainstream and the mainstream, more mainstream stuff, the, the posts on there from people, they're, they're petrified. They're petrified mm. of Omicron. Like yeah. it's, a, it's out there as if it's a, a plague. Yeah, it's like the people like yeah, it's, it's like it's coming. It's be so scared. Everyone's so scared, and which is a stark contrast to the other account I got, which is everyone saying, "Well, what are you all going on about?" And you know, you know, it'd be really good if we'd if we had 
space travel already and we had all occupied the moon and shit like that and then they just said everyone who's scared of omicron fuck off to the moon and everyone could just fuck off and leave us to it that'd be good wouldn't they put us on the moon though yeah probably it'd be all like right. unvaccinated on the moon because it's a more hostile environment isn't it they can chuck the air down and get rid of you we'd take over the moon and then invade the earth anyway then. didn't you say we've already got spaceships and we're on the moon not talking about this this episode because absolutely anyway enough of covid yeah fuck i've done i'm done with it i'm pretty much done with it i think in future shows we'll be like maybe one covid story unless there's something really big happens if if it's if it's new then obviously we're fucking over it man but i mean i mean since our last podcast we've we've had this omicron and yes and the lockdowns and not lockdowns but they're going to lock down probably the uk probably again fucking bunch isn't that isn't that maybe what's going on with Boris at the moment? They're um, like trying you know to get what? rid of him so they can yeah. bring in like um, Savage Jabbit and or someone else. I, I do you know what I I think I, I think this is um like maybe Johnson's like I ain't going to be the one who's going to mandate the vaccines because people are dying. I can't. I don't know how I. I know it's really you know because I just don't like the bloke at all. But maybe he doesn't want it on his shift. Do you know what I mean? He might be that out. You know. It, you know. Like, I know you could. I don't think him. he's in on it, Rick. You don't think he is? Just Not in the up. big. I'm, I don't think he's part of the big table. I don't think he's just yeah, like no. a. He's a. He's a lower member of whatever. He's like, oh I, yeah, I have a bit of money. We'll get you in power. Scratch backs. Yeah. Sort this person out. But he's not like in on the big plan. He's too stupid. I think so as well. Do you know what? I can't disagree with that. Do you know what? It's really weird because, right. From from voting and stuff, I would never. I'm never going to vote Tory, right? But I would never vote. I'm not going to vote now anyway because I know it's all, all fixed. But it's the the so called left wing Labour that want to bring in more stringent. You know, yes. like and oh yeah. If it was a imagine if it was a Labour government now, we'd all be in. We'd be in like Australia territory. I know it's bad, isn't it? It's like crazy. It's like how can I? You know, they've literally turned it around. So like, I'm like, yeah, go on, Tory MPs. I'm supporting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like oh, I just Kirby Weld. Yeah, I just um I just just listened to the uh, an audio book on uh, Falklands War. You know, I've 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 read stuff and seen documentaries, and you know, even when the Falklands War was going on, Dad had a big um my Dad had a big map up following the progress of the, our brother uh, did. Was it our brother? I thought it was Dad. All right, fair enough. It's our brother. Our, our brother had a, a map up of the um following the fleet to um the fast full show his movement day by day yeah. going down yeah, to yeah. the Falklands. Um, and then I just um, listened to a, sort of an audio book about it. And it was like, they were talking some of the things talking about Thatcher. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was quite. And I'm like, oh, I, I hate that woman. You know what I mean? And then you, but you, you're like, is it like older age? Oh, God, I'm feeling all ugh, creepy and weird. Like, I'm not like, I don't like. Did you feel like, some warmth towards Thatcher? Uh, yeah, like a tiniest little bit, you know, like just in certain elements oh. of, of that thing. But you know that it was like, she, it's almost like. I always thought that she did it because she wanted to win the, you know, election. But it, listen to the, it wasn't like, I still don't like her, but the, 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 I didn't realise how lucky we were to actually win that Falklands War. You know, like I know I'd seen lots of, but, you yeah. know, documentary stuff, how, you know, close it was, but we were so, it was such a fuck up. We were so underprepared and everything like that, you know, we, the, the technology and everything like that. And the British like Navy was still like, they, they sent the, fuck it, I'm going on to a bloody, uh, Podcast oh, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, basically, it was like you know that there, there have been negotiations for years um, to try and maybe 
give the Falklands over to the Argentinians and stuff like that. But then they got a new jonta coming, like a you know military jonta, and they ended up invade basically invaded the Falklands, and they never thought that we would respond to it. Yeah, and, it's so uh, far away. Yeah, and but you know our government was like, no, we're going to do it. Get your, we're going to send troops there. We're going to get a flotilla, you know, and they just loaded all these ships and stuff with them, um, you know, the the navy with the the military and everything like that. They just took them on ships without a fucking thought about how they're going to do it, and they just sent them there. And they had no, um, they just, they just, you know, it's like eight thousand miles away, and they had no um early warning system on the ships, you know, for aircraft and stuff like that. It's just absolutely insane, and they had like. A, I think it was like something like 40 Harriers to, you know, cover the whole... I don't know, it was just such a fuck-up. And it was so, so lucky. Like, there were so many bombs that dropped on our ships that didn't go off and that because they had to come in low to defend against the dark um, anti-aircraft system and stuff like that. So they didn't have the timers for the bombs. And basically, they bought the, the bombs off of the Americans and they were supposed to have the, the instruction manual with it. <laughs> it's really stupid. Yeah. The, because um, the, the, the Americans sort of ended up backing us up a bit, they wouldn't give the Argentinians the instruction manuals to change the timers on the bombs. So the bombs didn't go off on the, on the ships. And so many, we were losing like a ship a day and stuff like that. And it was like, it was just so, so, I mean, you know, it was just one of those things where it was just so lucky and it paid off for Thatcher. That's how she ended up getting re- re-elected because we won the Falklands War, etc. But, you know, it was it was nowhere near, was it a foregone conclusion? We should have lost that, you know, by a mile because the Argentinians had a decent, pretty decent Navy and, shitloads of planes and stuff like that and we did it yeah but their troops were shit no they, 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 they were actually, conscripts they weren't good they weren't they weren't all conscripts they were tra- a lot of their sh- um, troops were trained by the americans and basically what it was yeah they, but that's not you know they're taking on royal marine commandos and that then it's not the yeah. same no hang on a minute listen they're, they're, they're at um, all is it no it's not but they're um no they they were like they had like um eight thousand troops there and we had we basically had like three thousand you know, like it was like when we attacked Goose Green and, and Port Stanley, but they, they were trained by the Americans, and the Americans are always go by. They're always supplied. You know, they've yeah. got vehicles and stuff, and that's how they train. Um, but when they went there, the Argentinians, they, they, they basically they didn't have a way to distribute their food to you know to their troops and stuff like that. And it was, you know, some of them they didn't have. They weren't all like conscripts, but a lot of them were. A lot of their like, their, their conscripts there, they didn't even know what the Malvinas were. They didn't even know. They didn't know where they were literally, and it was like. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, yeah it was all a bit of a clusterfuck, weren't it? Yeah, on on both sides, yeah. But I mean, we we were so, you know, super super fortunate. Also, you know, the train and stuff like that. But super fortunate that more ships didn't get sunk and et cetera, et cetera. It was a clusterfuck. Yeah, you like listen to the whole thing. It's like bloody hell, you know. Anyway, pulled it off. They pulled it <laughs> yeah. off in the end. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was it was it was fascinating. Yeah, it was like you know, all good British. And I I expect. There was meant to be lessons learned from that that were never learned, and the same sort of shit happened over again back in Iraq and stuff, yeah. undersupplied and yeah, you know, overdeployed and whatever. Yeah, it was just yeah, they, yeah, it was always like you know, just you know, and we we ended up you know having reinforcements sort of taken out there, and they 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 wouldn't give they wouldn't give the um these guards regiments the right supplies. They were like because you're not going to be fighting, and obviously. They did end up having to sort of go and fight, but they didn't have the, you know, all that anyway, shit. Anyway, what other news you got for us? Sorry, yeah, that was interesting. Let's get rid of that two jazz protection shit. Uh, I've got one. Uh, this is from five hours ago today. A pilot records baffling UFO fleet over the Pacific. A video shared on social media apparently shows a US military pilot tracking a fleet of UFOs above the South China Sea. Obviously, I can't show that to you 
Pro and um, no one else can see it. But a video filmed was filmed on the 24th of November, according to American Military News, was uploaded to a UFO tracking website on the 4th of December. The pilot could be heard saying, I don't know what I don't know what this is. And adds, that is some weird shit. The video ends with alleged UFOs vanishing into thin air, to which the pilot says, gone. And it is. It's basically, um, like it says, he was reportedly flying at 39,000 feet above the South China Sea, not far from Hong Kong, when he witnessed the lights. It's like these lights... It almost looks superimposed, like information they're, they're, type thing, they're like in a formation. Yeah, the lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like there's um three different sets of lights going. They're going in a line, and there's like they sort of kind of like blink out and yeah. I mean, if it's really strange because it look it does look like almost it could be. I don't know. It's not flares. But oh, yeah. it'd just be lights on something. Yeah, but above they're above the clouds. There's a whole there's like a whole bank of clouds, and they're going along. It's like they're going along, and they sort of blink out and blink out and blink out. Maybe it's it's not nighttime. It's it's a daytime as well. They could be turning lights off. No, because there's nothing for it. There's nothing. There's no structure there for lights to turn off. You, you know, it's it's. I mean, day- what what if it's a uh, someone testing drones, like flying in formation? Yeah, yeah. Like if you've got. Um, like a an artificial intelligence, almost yeah. that sort of thing, controlling yeah. these so they're flying in a formation. Yeah. When it changes, the lights could just be on drones. They could, don't have to be that big, do they? Yeah, just testing totally. out whether you can fly this shit in for. Well, yeah. I found a story on it was like a YouTube channel about tech, and it was okay. DARPA, and it was about how they were um, writing a program so they can fly forty drones, all controlled right. by one operator. And control them so maybe it's something to do with similar sort of technology to that yeah because yeah, they all they're all like sort of doing the same thing you could sort of tell that and then like you know sort of blinking out and stuff like that yeah, so yeah, it was no. like one operator flying a cluster of 40 drones for like observation and that so yeah do you know what? that technology it could definitely definitely be drones 100 percent um i've only really got one other story let and me do I'll this be- for a minute let me do this Oh, this is there's a load here, but I mean, I'll, I'll try and skip through and find the basics. A massive eight year effort finds that much uh, cancer research can't be replicated. So we're back to that sort of thing again, you know, where anyway, let me read a little bit. After eight years, a project that tried to reproduce the results of key cancer biology studies has finally concluded. And its findings suggest that like research in the social sciences, cancer research research as a replication problem yeah because social sciences there's a lot of stuff it's to do with you know how people react and uh integrate inter great interpret no, what's the word yeah interpret the results. interact interact with people right, there's yeah. like social studies and a lot of them can't be replicated so they say oh people act like this together they do a test and then when they try and replicate it for like right. people don't react like that together at all it's like yeah. really hard to recreate those studies um anyway so this is has a similar sort of outcome researchers with the reproductibility project cancer biology uh, reproductibility project sorry cancer biology aimed to re- replicate 193 experiments from 53 top cancer papers published from 2010 to 2012 but only a quarter of those experiments were able to be reproduced the team reports in two papers published december the 7th in eLife the researchers couldn't complete the majority of experiments because the team couldn't gather enough information from the original papers or their authors about the methods used. 
or obtain the necessary materials needed to attempt replication. They're like looking through these papers and like there's not enough information here. They're these they've put these papers out and saying oh this works, but then when they try and rep re replicate it, there just isn't enough information in the papers to do that. So it's almost like false advertising, isn't it? What's more, of the 50 experiments from the 23 papers that were reproduced, effect sizes were, on average, 85% lower than those reported in the original experiments. Effect sizes indicate how big the effect found in the study is. For example, two studies might find that, hold on, that a certain chemical kills cancer cells, but the chemical kills 30% of the cells in one experiment and 80% of the cells in a different experiment. The first experiment has less than half the effect seen in the second one. Uh, let me see if I can skip through this. Uh, and it, this is for cancer treatments, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, cancer treatments. Yeah. That, that can't reproduce the cat. The um, how you know that it actually works on a a, a continuing sort of scale. Yeah, is that the report tells us a lot about the uh, culture and realities of the way cancer biology works, and it's not flattering picture at all. Says Jonathan Kimmelman, a bioethicist at McGill University in Montreal. He co-authored a commentary on the project exploring the ethical aspects of the findings it's worrisome if worrisome god i can't speak today at all well i can't speak every week we say that it's worrisome if experiments that cannot be reproduced are used to launch clinical trials or drug development efforts kimman says if it turns out that the science on which a drug is based is not reliable it means that patients are needlessly exposed to drugs that are unsafe and that really don't even have a shot at making an impact on cancer says mm. so we just i mean there's loads more to this uh study so they're saying like if these if these studies are being put out saying they're doing this with these drugs and they're not we're just back to we're back to the vaccines aren't we it's that sort of thing oh gosh yeah it it, it does seem that they you know but like like pharmaceutical companies have almost got the give the uh, been given the thing to do what they want without testing shit now Especially after this, you know. As many as 19 out of 20 cancer drugs that enter clinical trials never receive approval from the US Food and Drug Administration. Sometimes that's because the drugs lack commercial potential, but more often it's because they do not show the level of safety and effectiveness needed for licensure. Much of that failure is expected. We're humans trying to understand complex disease. We're never going to get it right. Uh, but given the cancer reproductibility project's findings, perhaps we should have known we were failing earlier, or maybe we don't understand actually what's causing um, exciting findings. He says, basically, he's just, they're just going on saying, I think he's trying to say that it just gets fudged a lot. And they find one thing that looks promising, and when it don't, there's they can't repli replicate it. They're just going with the original find and saying, "Oh yeah, this yeah. is great. Let's let's put this out." It's fucking. It's so dodgy. Yeah, if you, you looked into the whole, the whole pharmaceutical medical thing, it, there's no, you know, the science yeah. is, is is fudged. There's another section here. During the project, the researchers faced a number of obstacles, particularly that none of the original experiments included enough detail in their published studies about methods to attempt reproduction. So the reproductibility researchers contacted the study's authors for additional information. While about a quarter of the authors were helpful, another third did not reply to requests for more information or were not otherwise helpful. 
The project found, for example, one of the experiments that the group was unable to replicate required the use of a mouse model specifically bred for the original experiment. Harrington says that the scientists who conducted that work refused to share some of these mice with the reproductibility project, and without those rodents, replication was impossible. So they made special mice which re which showed how the thing worked, but without those special mice, it doesn't work. So it's like you need science to yeah it's, yeah it's like oh we made we made special mice so these drugs work yeah because they only work in special mice when you put them in people it doesn't work at all it's yeah exactly dumb i mean there's like, more to this story oh if i remember I'll, I'll try and post it in the show notes but i can't promise dumb. Oh, well, i've got a couple of things actually but it's um, hold, on, hold on let me just go back it's from if you go to science news uh independent journalism since 1921 it's called is on their massive eight-year about cancer I, I don't read anything to do with science now because it's lies no, i'm kidding <laughs> um i've got one thing follow got almost following on from last week is nick uh, you know after uh, it was samoa wasn't it that cut ties with taiwan was that was it samoa what was I'm the place sure. that, that, you I know didn't um, see that no we did last week and we we're talking about the um the riots that the australians had sent their um troops in um eastern eastern samoa samoa i can't remember what I the bloody was, was it i don't think it was samoa it was something like anyway. That, it? Anyway, you do know what I'm talking about, didn't you? I vaguely remember, yeah. Yeah, right, uh, yeah fair enough. Nicaragua cuts ties with Taiwan, pivots to China. Nicaragua, Nickel, Nick, Nicaragua. Uh, You're worse than me. I switched diplomatic allegiance to China, leaving Taiwan with just 14 governments around the world that formally recognize it as a country. The announcement by the Central American countries, foreign minister also recognized Beijing's claim over Taiwan as a Chinese province. I just. Basically, the government of the, this is what they said. The government of the Republic of Nicaragua today breaks diplomatic relations with Taiwan and ceases to have any contact or official relationship. The People's Republic of China is the only legitimate government that represents all of China, and Taiwan is an inalienable part of the Chinese territory. Um, obviously, I would say Nicaragua are about to default on their payments to China, and they let them off by letting out this statement. You know, they're just whittling away these countries, so at some point they're going to attack taiwan um, oh, i think it could I, be coming i think it could be coming as soon as russia invades ukraine you know same time isn't that false false not false flag a false yeah, they're like, going to invade i don't think so i think they are going to invade um didn't biden and putin have a big chat on yeah and biden like zoom do whatever it. do it you can do it you know you know like when um didn't um and go back to the Falklands. Did did not did I not hear? Is it the Falklands that they would say that factual basically was like actually it won't matter if you um invade and then they invade. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, that's wrong. Um, Iraq first Iraq War first Gulf War that uh, basically Saddam Hussein was given a nod to invade Kuwait and once he invaded them and they were like no we didn't say that and then obviously yeah, they were going probably. to maybe this could be a similar kind of thing but um. Yeah, uh, what have I got? Well, I think that would be the most likely time to invade Taiwan if if, if Russia if did actually invade. Well, you've got um, this world holds its breath. Putin starts countdown towards major naval strength blocked off. So I don't know if it's really Putin doing it or the Russia. Well, I suppose it is the Russia doing it. The Kerch Strait, a major shipping channel near the Crimean Pen Peninsula, has reportedly been blocked off to all civilian vessels. 
It comes after the Russian Navy reported seeing a Ukrainian ship in the vicinity and confirmed they were monitoring its movements. Russian intelligence service claimed the Ukrainian Navy command ship Donbass did not respond to a request to change its course. The rest of the world continues to monitor the situation as Russia and Ukraine teeter on the brink of war, hoping an altercation in the Black Sea or nearby Sea of Azov Azov does not materialise. Um, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like something out of a Lovecraft. Say that again. Azov Azov. 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 The Sea of Azov. The Sea of Azov. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. If it does, it could be the moment that lights the touch paper paves the way to conflict not seen in the region since Russia annexed Crimea in 2014. A maritime source told Russian news agency TASS that not a single ship is currently in the channel. Dodgy stuff. And now there is talk in Washington that a nuclear first strike against Russia should be on the table. It's like, fucking seriously. That's just dumb. That's just a rubbish story. Seriously. Uh, it's been 59 years since the Cuban Missile Crisis. A new source of tension threatens to bring the United States and Russia to the brink of war. But instead of John F. Kennedy, we have Joe Biden and his hapless minions in the White House. I wouldn't trust Biden and his national security team to navigate us through a pancake crisis at the local Waffle House. And so I'm definitely not optimistic they will be able to handle the crisis in Ukraine. This is not me, by the way. This is whoever wrote this. Unfortunately, at this point, there isn't much wisdom in the halls of Congress either. For example, on Tuesday, US Senator Roger Wicker went on television and told Fox News viewers that a nuclear first strike against the Russians should be an option that the Biden administration should keep open. So it's obviously a fucking idiot. I'm just, yeah, it's just one of those posturing things that doesn't mean anything because America, if America ever had like first strike capabilities against Russia and they thought they could have got away with it, they would have done it during the Cold War, surely. Unless that's a fake war as well. I mean, they haven't got it. It's just dumb. Hang on. It wasn't a war. Like a cold, the cold, was the Cold War a fake war? Like a fake Cold War? Was it a real Cold War? Reckon it was. Were Russia and America really standing off or was it just people behind the scenes making it look that way i think it was probably well it always had the probably where the elites just manipulating things to make it look like that was there a threat of war ever really there probably probably was there as well because you've still got you know humans that can make you know they can't anyway i'm not going that story's just someone saying shit because What yeah, is a first strike capability? So America got the ability to wipe out all of Russia's abilities to launch nuclear well, they're, missiles. They're of course they, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't take it off the table like a, a nuking them before they get nuked. It's like it is. It's it's the right Cold War rhetoric, but I mean, there's definitely there's definitely potential. It's, if it's not, I mean, you know, it's definitely it, Russian subs sailing around the world with shit tons of nuclear missiles on them that can launch and. So what's the point? No, no. Unless you can take... Yeah, but first strike is no. just a rubbish oh, yeah, statement in itself. I'm just, telling you, I'm just telling you what, you know, the, the idiot said. But um, there, there's definitely potential now, right now, with everything that's going on in that for, you know, world war, I suppose. I know yeah, it's, but it's going to fuck up their... Um, fuck up the plans, isn't it? No, it's... It's going to fuck, fuck up the... It's going to fuck up them plans for a long time. Aren't they on tra- they're on track now to like bring in passports and control and stuff. Have a have a oh, world well, war. It's going to yeah, fuck everything up. Yeah, because they're they're on the way to get rid of. Um, I know uh, they can build it back better, but they can. They're just doing it. <laughs> just doing what they need to do now, without Maybe having that, to blow everything up. 
maybe that's why um the Chinese and um, the Russians are like fuck this great reset. We're you know fuck, we're gonna do our whatever. I don't know. I'm just all part of it. There, there's lot there's lots of things on the table, isn't it? Isn't there? I think at the moment for great potential, even more. And maybe it's just the thing to make everyone scared still. Yeah, whole scared thing. Be scared. Be scared. Be afraid. Am I afraid? No. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm miles more afraid of having a hangover in mornings when I've had a drink than I am of nuclear Armageddon and stuff. From COVID. Yeah, I'm over it. I, I, COVID, I'd lick it off a lollipop. I ain't, I'm not even. I'm literally. I, I wouldn't go that far because that's just dumb. That's just tempting. COVID. You'll get the super, super Omicron variant. I'm immune. Super Bumicron. Okay. You're not. You're not immune. 100. percent You're not. I've had it, so it must be. Not officially, because I've never got tested, but I am. It's like, that's like saying I'm immune to colds because I had a cold. What? Isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. It's entirely like that, because it mutates that much, you can still catch a cold. Exactly. It's a cold. All right, I might catch a cold then. I'm not immune to colds. No, you're right. I'm immune to colds. I'm not immune to colds? What? No, you're not immune to colds. What's going on about? Oh, and you're oh. immune to um, oh. coronaviruses, which are also colds or can be oh, hang on you're saying that covid just just cold i didn't say that but it could be i, I am saying that okay anyway you're, you're twisting my words man you're twisting twisting my melon where, where are we going what's happening where are we going i've where had enough and news yeah so it's cool. let's go talk about what we was going to go we're going to have a discussion not that oh, we know no. much about it about one of your favorite people that's ever walked the earth john lennon I mean, he was a prophet. We're talking about the other one. Or is he a prophet? Nostradamus. Yes, get in there, you beauty. I think and you've I'll... already had a bit of a fascination with Nostradamus, haven't you? I think I might have been. I might have been Nostradamus. Really? In past life, yeah. I've always had. Do you know? Considering I quite like the dude and all his stuff, I don't. I'm not. I am. I know. I've. You know, I've read it. I've read it and read it and read it so many times. But because I'm intellectually retarded i can't remember like you know, <laughs> isn't intellectually retarded just retarded yeah just retarded you can't use that word you just you did re- you can you you can say intellectually but i can use it because um, i'm a bit retarded right uh, no yeah i'm fascinated by it. i things basically i had this i, I had this book and i've I'm sure I mean, I've mentioned this probably loads of times in this podcast without remembering what the actual book is i had this Nostradamus prophecy book years ago and it was fantastic. It was like it went. And it had always, always none of it come true. Well, I don't know. Well, no, it had all these quatrains, and it. it I don't know because I don't know whether the quatrains were basically what. I don't know if you know if you ever knows anything about Nostradamus, but they called he, he changed all his um prophecies, predictions were into put into sort of verse and prose, and he called them quatrains. It was like, um, oh god, I should have had I should have had a, a Nostradamus. Nostradamus quatrain up. He'd basically it, he'd done it, he'd done it. Yeah, go on, give me one that give me something in, in, right, in this rhythm. is Quatrain's Century One. This is the very first one, which is a don't translation know. for I don't know how good the um, translation is. Sit alone at night in secret study. It is placed on the brass tripod. A slight flame comes out of the emptiness and makes successful that which should not be believed in vain. I think it's like the first couple has got to do with his divination process. Well, like looking yeah, into water. Was, well, and then the second one is the wand in the hand is placed in the middle of the tripod's legs. 
With water, he sprinkles both the hem of his garments and his foot. A voice, fear, he trembles in his robes. Divine splendor, the god sits nearby. Yeah, that's well, basically what he did. No, yes. that's what he did with, when he was um, basically used in, using divinizing. Magic. Yeah. Not the word, um, is it? Yeah, basically divinizing. He did. He did say at some point he used before he he done this stuff. Bloody people coming in. Okay. He had a um. What? He had a what? Just had a gang of people run through my front room. Um. Stop. He had these. He had these um, books. Right, he had these arcane books that he tried to do, use the flame and his tripod and stuff, and get these prophecies. But he, there was some kind of weird shit that happened in his house. And he basically said, like, almost like a demon thing come out. So he burnt the books because he said that they were like too sort of demonic. And then he went back to doing his. He he found a way himself to do prophecies, which was using the he used the tripod and he burnt like. Um, flower, what is it? Flowers, herbs, and stuff. And yeah. he had to wear like a certain garment and have an amulet and wear a ring. And a lot of the stuff that I've, I've read or was listening to, you know, about sort of how he did it, get his prophecies, was did seem to be very much Enochian again, you know, like a John Dean stuff like that. It did seem to be that sort of kind of thing, um, you know, like summoning and stuff like that. It wasn't just like he. When I sort of got into um, Nostradamus before, I thought it was like he just sort of meditated and got these prophecies, but he actually did, he did magic to do it, you know, um, to get these, well, these things through. Mm. But, um, and a lot of, when he was writing them down, he did say that he had to do them in, sort of confusing terms because this is how I interpreted it that he you, you people are not allowed to know what god thinks and that is you know i know he was doing it himself but he did he, it was like you're not supposed to know but he did it anyway it, it's really quite yeah doesn't it sound a bit well and you know it all does sound you know a little bit and, and they're all open to interpretation. It's very difficult because it's all sort all of it is really after the fact, isn't it? You know, whatever you can get one thing and it you doesn't you won't know what it is until it's happened, and then you go, oh, that's what this is. I know it's all fascinating. You know, if you can yes. match any if you can match any any prediction up to anything else, that's really cool. You know, it's like when if I you know I've said to you recently like a couple of dreams that I've had you know, with planes crashing, but it never happened. You know, it felt, to me, it felt like that was some kind of, you know, prophecy at the time, like that thing was going to happen because it felt so vivid and, you know, that it had meaning, but nothing happened, you know, so it's always in hindsight. I don't, um, but there were, there were people at the time when he was doing his prophecies and like sort of releasing his stuff that sort of hung on his, his word and, you know, thought they were. They have been since anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Michael de Nostradame, usually Latinized as Nostradamus, was born. Yeah, was Sorry. born on the fourteenth or twenty-first of December, fifteen o three. We're not sure when he was born. In the south of France, in Saint Remy de Provence, 
He was one of nine children to Renere di St. Remy and her husband, Jean de Nostradame, a well-to-do grain dealer and part-time notary of Jewish descent. Nostradamus was a French astrologer, physician and reputed seer who is best known for his book Les Prophecies, a collection of 942 poetic quatrains allegedly predicting future events. The book was first published in 1555. Was he 52? Yeah, he it? was. That, that's the thing. That, that, could I just cut in there? Um, that's why, you know, a lot, you know, I think you've I'm not sure if you mentioned you thought he was a bit of a fraud or some people said he was a bit of a fraud, but he, for someone that was going to be doing it to make money and be famous, especially back then, he would have done it a bit earlier. He wouldn't have got to sort of 53 or whatever and gone, oh, I'm going to fraud the world. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't, didn't seem to be that kind of character. He, he, he... I don't think that stacks up because he could have just gone through life and then eventually he managed, he done one of the, these things and people were like, oh, we'll take notes of this. And he's thought, people are taking notice of this now you don't always have to be a con man from when you first start but he was quite revered anyway you know because a doctor etc you know it wasn't like he was a no good fraud before that he he didn't you know he wasn't a nobody he he was a somebody sort of before he you know started doing these prophecies etc you know that's what i'm saying about was he though no yeah i mean that's what i'm saying i don't think was he though okay Right, little is known of his childhood, but evidence indicates he was very intelligent as he quickly advanced through school. Early in his life, he was tutored by his maternal grandfather, Jean de Saint-Rémy, who saw great intellect and potential in his grandson. During this time, young Nostradamus was taught the rudiments of Latin, Greek, Hebrew and mathematics. It's believed that his grandfather also introduced him to the ancient rites of Jewish tradition and the celestial sciences I'm having such a problem with sciences of astrology, giving Nostradame his first exposure to the ideas of the heavens and how they drive human destiny. It's interesting, is like the rudimentaries of Latin, Greek, Hebrew, and mathematics. So mathematics is included, no, is yeah. included as a language in itself. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, which yeah. is people don't think of it like that anymore, do they? No, they wouldn't think. Oh, I, I know Latin and mathematics. It would have been people just generally people wouldn't have known maths, would they? No. You know, well, you, I, I think that you, carries through quite a lot today. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, if he knows maths, he probably knew ge- ge- geometry and you know, etc. etc. You know, at the age of 14, Nostradamus entered the University of Avignon to study medicine. He was forced to leave after only one year, however, due to an outbreak of the bubonic plague. According to his own account, he travelled throughout the countryside during this time, researching herbal remedies and working as an apothecary. So, so when he was 15, he just started travelling around. And trying to kill people. He had to, leave, he had to leave the uh, university because of plague. He was forced to leave. He's saying he's forced to leave after one. Oh, he's forced by the plague. I was thinking he got kicked out for some other reason for a minute. Uh, in 1522, he entered the University of Montpellier to complete his doctorate in medicine. He sometimes expressed dissension with the teachings of the Catholic priests, who dismissed his notions of astrology. There are some reports that university officials discovered his previous experiences as an apothecary and found this reason to expel him from school. Evidently, the school took a dim view on anyone who was involved in what was considered a manual trade. However, most accounts state that he was not expelled and received a license to practice medicine in 1525. 
At this time, he Latinized his name, as was the custom of many medieval academics, from Nostradame to Nostradamus. So there's reports that he got kicked out of school because he was an apothecary before. Yeah. Also, there's reports saying he actually graduated as a doctor. So one or the other is true. What do you think? Um, I'm going to say he graduated. Yeah, I say he seems quite like a smart fella, doesn't he? He's not. Yeah. Like a, well, I don't know if he seems like a smart fella. Well, he seems. We don't know if he seems. According like a smart to his background, it's you know he was admitted I, and seemed to be. I so tend, I'm going to say yeah. He I sense a bit sceptical. <laughs> I'm slightly sceptical of Nostradamus and his prophecies. Okay, a bit about the plague. Over the next several years, Nostradamus travelled throughout France and Italy, treating victims of the plague. So we're not, I mean, when you think of the plague, you think of the plague spreading everywhere when, you know, there was a couple of times where it was like travel all across of Europe as like a, uh, well, as a plague. But it was obviously, the plague was about all over the place in small pockets. It would spring up and then die out. and out- Outbreaks without Yes, being outbreaks. Like and I think that's what he was traveling around, re- treating outbreaks of the plague, not as in certain times where it would spread across the whole continent as a... It- as he travelled, it got. Do you think he was spreading the plague? As he he could possibly have been a charlatan <laughs> giving people the plague or something like the plague to cure him. Anyway, hang on. I don't think. I don't think anyone giving people the plague is a charlatan. I think. No, no. Maybe he was giving them symptoms like the plague, and then he cured them. Okay, there's no. There's absolutely no evidence for him doing that. But you just brought up the the fact that he may be travelling across the continent, spreading the plague. Maybe he was a carrier. Right. There, a blah, 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 here we go. There is no known remedy at the time. There was no known remedy at the time. Uh, most doctors relied on potions made of mercury, the practice of bloodletting, and dressing patients in garlic-soaked robes. So that's much we can work. Well, garlic's a good. Garlic is a yeah. good um, treatment, isn't viral? it? It's like an anti. Yeah, anti. I don't know about viral, yeah. antiseptic, and that sort of thing. I mean, it, garlic is a good. Garlic helps a lot of stuff. Yeah, just I'm not sure it soft. cures major illnesses, but Nostradamus has developed some very progressive methods for dealing with the plague. He didn't bleed his patients instead of practicing effective instead of practicing he effective fucking heads off instead of bleeding. <laughs> he didn't bleed his patients. Basically, he he said they should be hygienic. There was like encouraged them to be more hygienic, and he encouraged oh, people please, to. You live. He encouraged like places to if there's like plague victims to get rid of the bodies, move them out of the place and take them somewhere else, bury them quickly. You know, don't leave them lying in the streets and festering and that sort of thing. He became known for creating a rose peel, a herbal lozenge made of rose hips rich in vitamin C that provides some relief for patients with mild cases of the plague. His cure rate was impressive. Though much can be attributed to keeping his patients clean, administering low-fat diets, and providing plenty of fresh air. I mean, this, this is the, um, this is all hearsay. I've got no yeah. real evidence. This is someone writing this down. So maybe he didn't have a. Did you say fresh air? Does it, it hands, face, space, and open your windows to pretty much. Those, um, um, it's pretty much what they're saying. Um. Oh fuck me. So we now we're talking about the plague. When was this the bubonic plague at the time, or was yeah. it? It's the bubonic Sorry. plague. Right. I said it the earlier. Whatever. It's um, not the great. It's not the great one. Great plague, but what? what well, I mean, it was a, probably an offshoot. This is like in fifteen twenty-five, isn't okay. it? And after that, the, uh, the, you know, the great 
Black Death 16. No, I think there, there was one before that. It was one in the 1500s as well, wasn't it? What was the one that promote, what, um, produced the sort of uh, agricultural revolution and stuff like that? We've got people out of the... I'm not sure. I don't know the dates. 1600s. I think there's some... I think there's one big one that they're not even sure was the... Do you, do you think What's he, the Black um, Death? That was earlier. No, that death, was 13s. Yeah. 1300 right. or something, weren't it? 1354? I thought it was 16s. No, there was oh, we've the plague. There was a plague thing in yeah. the 16... Which... Would it ended before the Great Fire of London, but the Black Death, I'm sure, was in the 1300s. The Black Death. You can, the the, with the power Death. of the internet. The Black Death. Anyway. The Black Death. In time, Nostradamus found himself somewhat of a local celebrity for his treatments and received financial support from many of the citizens of Provence. In 1531, he was invited to work with a leading scholar of the time, Jules Césaire Scalinger of Agen in southwestern France. Right, there he way. married and in the next few years had two children. In 1534, his wife and children died, presumably of the plague, while he <laughs> travelled on a medical mission to Italy. So they're saying he wasn't about, so he couldn't treat his family at the time. Not being able to save his wife and children caused him to fall out of favour in the community and with his patron Scalinger. Sad for him though. It was very sad, yeah. So, he, sad. by that, the way that's written, I presume he was away traveling while his wife and child died of the plague. Yeah. But also, yeah. if he was away, how would he have been able to treat him anyway? So, why did he fall out of favor? I don't know. Dodgy to me. Because he wasn't there. I know, but why would they say, oh, you didn't save your wife? It's like, I'm not here. How could I save my wife? Well, no, you're out gallivanting, doing all that. Well, because um, he was Jewish, just you know, that was all it was. No, no, he'd converted to Catholicism. His family had before he was born, I think. His grandfather converted. Right. So, although technically he come from a Jewish heritage, he they had converted to Catholicism years before, partially because it wasn't here, but partially because of the persecution of the Jews. So, whether his granddad was actually uh, like fully into the conversion. He'd done it more to, like, get along in the community, from what I read. Right, fair enough, yeah. So, the, um, the Black... The, uh, what are you saying? The, the Bubon... The Great... The Black Death was around um, from basically 1346 to 1353. Oh, I said 54. Yeah. I'm so yeah. close, maybe. Maybe I just remember in the end. It was estimated to have killed 30% to 60% of the European population. The plague might have reduced the world's population from 475 million to 350 million, to, or between, from 475 million to between 350 to 375 million in the 14th century. So that's, that means that. Anyway. It doesn't matter because oh, I was right and you was wrong. Well, no, because there, the um, the Great Plague of London lasted from 1665 to 1666. Was the last yeah. major epidemic of the well, and that killed 100,000 people in yeah. London in eight, 80 months. So I I was right about the um, because yeah, I said about the the plague. I know there was a plague that ended just before the fire of London. That was 1666. Everyone knows that. Well, that's what my child said. in his cradle knows that. But that's not the the Black Death, is it? The great plague What's the Black Death, the actual plague, though? Oh, let's not do this now. Let's go back. <laughs> We're getting sidetracked. The Black Death was the bubonic plague, and that was the first. Was it, though? 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sure they they know about that. Anyway, let's carry on. I'm just in saying, I'm Fredo 1538, and off, because that's true all the time. Well, that's what I just read. They're not going to make it up, are they? <laughs> Why what, would they Wikipedia. I don't make anything up what, on there. What about the Great Black, the Black Death? The, no, I think it Karen may... Was a, anyway, we, we can talk about it another time. Um, in 1538... We'll the Great Plague now, won't we? The Black Death or whatever. Is that a conspiracy? Is, does it really need... We're not a, is it? I'm sure there's Maybe better... We can look at the paranormal things that go on during the... You know, there was like... Maybe. There were hooded figures seen around when the Great Plague with scythes and stuff. Because people were wearing hoods to protect no, them. like some paranormal, like the death was seen around. I mean, there's... There's podcasts out there that do conspiracy stuff far better than us. So there's definitely podcasts that can do history stuff better than us. How dare you? How dare you? How very dare you? Anyway, getting back. Look, we're getting on to the good bit, the occult now. And you Don't keep interrupting me. Are you are you blocking this because I'm going on to the occult? Go on, carry on. Sorry, apologise. Are you part of them? You're trying to protect your, them? I'm about texting my wife to make me a drink. Go on, carry on. In 1538, an off-hand remark about religious statue resulted in charges of heresy against Nostradamus. I'd like to know. <laughs> I'd like to know what his off-hand comment was. Well, he, he made a off-hand yeah. comment, about... and he got charged with heresy. When ordered to appear before the Church Inquisition, he wisely chose to leave Provence <laughs> to travel for several years through Italy. Greece and Turkey. During his travels to the ancient mystery schools, it's believed that Nostradamus experienced a psychic awakening. One of the legends of Nostradamus says that during his travels in Italy, he came upon a group of Franciscan monks, identifying one as a future pope. The monk called Felici Peretti was ordained Pope Sixtus V in 1585, fulfilling the predictions of Nostradamus. So this could all be sort of hearsay. Did he really do that? What's, what is the point in doing it? It's then saying... Because I'm asking a question. Someone's wrote down this at some point in oh, yeah, in no, history in the past. I'm getting offended because like... He's, he's I haven't funny. checked if there are multiple sources to say this is real. Did Nostradamus write this down himself and say that he'd done this? Is he like, oh yes, one time I met... Does the Pope, is there writings from this Pope saying, yeah, I met Nostradamus, he predicted I'd be the Pope. I don't know. I'll, I'll be entirely honest with you. This is... It's the first time I read about it today about the the Pope um, prophecies. To be fair, um, so I don't, I don't know either. Are, are we just taking this at face? I'm just all I'm saying is I don't know yeah, if no, that's no, true. Yeah. It sounds good. It sounds like oh, we predicted the Pope, but do we know if there's any evidence to support this? Only that it's on Wikipedia or on Google. That is true. <laughs> I, I yeah, that's that's one I didn't know. Go on, carry on. I, I okay. Apparently, he moved off, and within a few years of settling into Salon, I don't know, Salon. obviously Salon, Nostradamus yeah. began moving away from medicine and more towards a cult. It is said that he would spend hours in his study at night meditating in front of a bowl filled with water and herbs. You sound a cult. Can I just say, a cult just means hidden stuff. We know that. We also know that it means more than that. He was a very religious man. If any of the Inquisition ask. He's very religious. I'm just he was slurring. not the Messiah. Drinks. Very naughty boy. He was anyway. Go on, carry on. So he stared into a bowl of water filled with herbs. I don't know what herbs were in the water. The meditation would bring on a trance and visions. It is believed the visions were the basis of his predictions for the future. 
1550, Nostradamus wrote his first almanac of astrological information and predictions of the coming year. Almanacs were very popular at the time as they provided useful information for farmers and merchants and contained entertaining bits of local folklore and predictions of the coming year. Nostradamus began writing about his visions and incorporating them into his first almanac. The publications received a great response and served to spread his name all across France, which encouraged Nostradamus to write more. So is this maybe the kernel of, you said he's not a fraud, but maybe this is the kernel of like, you write an almanac and then people loved it and he's like, eh, they want a bit more, what else can I come up with? I can't come up with, because obviously the almanac was meant to be like for the, for the following year. So if he'd kept doing that and the stuff he said about the following year didn't pay off, He's a bit, he's a bit fudged, isn't he? But if he can make, like, well, what basically he done, you can't. It's, it's almost indecipherable, isn't it? We'll look at some in a little while, but no, I don't know if the almanac stuff was indecipherable. No, the almanac stuff isn't. But you can yeah. only do that for so long. If you're making it up until people start saying, you know, this isn't. This but you know up. that he had to make his stuff. Um, so that you, you, it wasn't exact because of the times, you know, etc. Because he would have been burnt. He would have been. Obviously, obviously, people read almanacs at the time. He's not the only yeah. person doing that. There'd be other people making them. They were things that farmers and merchants yeah. looked at. It is quite um after you know for just a one-off. I mean, for him to actually not get into the hands of the Inquisition, etc. You know. To not be burnt. Do you think? Yes, I can. I've seen that. That he's a man. He's a man, not a woman. If he was a woman, he would have been fucked, wouldn't he? I've seen that as well. That he was. He had to encode it because, um, if he didn't, then he would have been proclaimed a witch or whatever. Definitely, yeah. I mean, that could be a little bit of an excuse, or not. The prophecies by 1554, Nostradamus' visions had become an integral part of his works in the almanacs, and he decided to channel all his energies into a massive opus he entitled Centuries. He planned to write 10 volumes, which would contain 100 predictions forecast in the next 2,000 years. In 1555, he published Les Prophecies, a collection of the, his major long term predictions, possibly feeling vulnerable to religious persecution. He devised a method of obscuring the prophecies, meanings by using quatrains, rhymed four-line verses, and a mixture of other languages such as Greek, Italian, Latin, and Provencal, Provencal, a dialect of southern France. Oddly enough, Nostradamus enjoyed a good relationship with the Roman Catholic Church. It's believed he never faced prosecution for heresy by the Inquisition because he didn't extend his writings to the practice of magic. So how is divination with a mirror not a practice of magic? Or is it because he didn't, like, say he was doing spells or yeah, maybe he's write not down doing... symbols and that sort of thing? They did. He did use symbols. He did use um, certain things that had to be, like, you know, wearing a ring with the sigils and having the uh, robe but, with a certain sigil on the, the robe and stuff But was like it that. part of the Roman Catholic Church? Possibly. Symbols and stuff? Yeah, because so what, I mean, what would they describe as magic? Or did he just church. pay the local church a load of shitload of money not to prosecute him? Well, he wasn't. He didn't have a shitload of money. No, he did get some money. No, because he paid it to the church. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, for them not to. Um, maybe he, he gave them torch tips and stuff like that, betting tips. Yeah, maybe. 
you don't know, do you? You know, if you, you don't know. Maybe, um, or maybe he knew their secrets. Maybe you know what he I mean? Did. Maybe he was like the um, 16th century Epstein. <laughs> he travelled around all over France and like Italy and that, and he just knew, he knew was the pre secrets. Like, he knew he the Pope's like, secrets. Maybe, maybe he did. He was like, yeah, now he would have been fetched up and burnt and you know. Well, not if he said he had it all written down, hidden somewhere. Anyway, Nostradamus ran into some controversy with his predictions at some. F- as some thought he was a servant of the devil, and others said he was a f- he was fake or insane. However, many more believed the prophecies were spiritually inspired. He became famous and in demand demand by many of Europe's elite. Catherine de Medici, the wife of King Henry II of France, was one of Nostradamus' greatest admirers. They're a really famous family, aren't they? After reading his almanacs of 1555, where he hinted at an, an unnamed threats to her family, she summoned him to Paris. Didn't he? Wasn't he meant like one of his most famous predictions that came true is the one about the Henry the Second of France being killed. It is. Anyway, we'll probably be able to find that one. Got it right here. Okay, well, we're not doing it yet. <laughs> uh, she summoned him to Paris to explain and draw up horoscopes for her children. A few years later, she made him counselor and physician in ordinary to King Henry's court. In 1556, while serving in his capacity, this capacity, Nostradamus also explained another prophecy from centuries one, which was assumed to refer to King Henry. The prophecy told of a young lion who would overcome an older one on the field of battle. The young I'm lion. Saying, would, yeah, it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just reading it. The young lion would pierce the eye of the older one, and he would die a cruel death. Nostradamus warned the king should avoid ceremonial jousting three years later when king henry was 41 years old he died in a jousting match when a lance from his opponents pierced the king's visor and entered his head behind uh, behind the eye deep into the brain he held on to life for 10 agonizing days before finally dying of infection have you got the actual portrait there it just says the you pretty much read it out the young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in single battle He'll pierce his eyes for a golden cage. Two wounds made one. Then he dies a cruel death. Yeah, so they say the golden cage is obviously helmets. Yeah. Knights' helmets back then had like visors with, it wasn't open. It was closed and you could only see through slits or whatever. And I presume he was a king. He had gold on his helmet. And he did, um, yeah, he did He did try and persuade him not to actually take part in the, the joust. But he was like, no, I can do what I want. I set, I set my own fate. I hate that. Nostradamus claimed to base his published predictions on judicial astrology, the art of forecasting future events by calculations of the planets and stellar bodies in relationship to the Earth. His sources include passages from classical historians like Plutarch, as well as medieval chroniclers from whom he seems to have borrowed liberally. In fact, many scholars believe he paraphrased ancient end-of-the-world prophecies, mainly from the Bible, and then through astrological readings of the past, projected these events into the future. There's also evidence not everyone was enamoured with Nostradamus' predictions. He was criticised by professional astrologers of the day for incompetence, and assuming that comparative horoscopy, the comparison of future planetary configurations, no, with those accompanying known past events, could predict the future. What? 
He was criticised by professional astrologers of the day for incompetence and assuming that the comparative horoscopy, horoscopy. which is the comparison of future planetary configurations with those accompanying known past events. Oh yeah, can I just point out, future. you said about he just like uh, got some water and put herbs in and stared into it. He used um, a head of astrology. You know, yeah, the, yeah. How the planets are and stuff like that. No, I say before it said he started off by staring into a bowl of well, but maybe he still done that. Maybe he always stared into a bowl of water with herbs, but he couldn't say I'm doing that because that may be classed as magic. Whereas if he said I'm studying astrology, studying the stars, it's the workings yeah. of God or whatever, then yeah. you know the it's the, the workings of God being revealed to me so I can tell the future because this is God's plan. That yeah. would work a lot better than saying, I stare into a bowl and then I have visions are revo revi revealed to me. It's from the devil or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah people yeah. would, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was both. Maybe it was neither. Maybe the visions were revealed by the devil. Maybe he just found a book that worked from the, the almanacs from the past or whatever. What, when he was travelling his DeLorean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, there's an, um, there's an, um, isn't Michael J. Fox's character? Doesn't he have an almanac or whatever? Yes, that's the what's it? They he has the sports almanac. And that's then, it, yeah. Was it Biff gets it and then that's where gets he gets it and he well. makes himself. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, right, death. This is Nostradamus suffered from gout and arthritis for much of his life. Mm. He wasn't a great doctor because you'd think he'd at least be able to get rid of the gout, but you know, it's in the thing. last years of his life, the condition turned into edema or dropsy where abnormal amounts of fluid accumulate beneath the skin or within cavities oh. of the body. Without treatment, the condition resulted in congestive heart failure. In late June of 1566, Nostradamus asked to see his lawyer to draw up an extensive will, leaving much of his estate to his wife and children. Yeah. I mean, we didn't go... He didn't, in this bit of history, he didn't say he got married again. His wife died, didn't she? The plague. He get married again. Yeah. Well, I missed it out. Of, they missed it out of this history. Yeah. Um, he, did, he did get married again. Yeah. Well, obviously, because he's leaving stuff yeah. to her. In late uh, June, yeah, he get married again. <laughs> okay. So On the evening again. of July the first, he alleged to have told his secretary Jean de Chavigny. I had to pronounce that. You know when you can't pronounce a name, you should just say his secretary Bob. Yeah, I know. His secretary Jean. 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 His secretary Jean, mate. Jean Chavenchi. You will not find me alive at sunrise. The next morning he was reportedly found dead lying on the floor to his bed. I mean, that is a that's that is probably a... his best prophecy. Yeah, but that's not he could like just killed himself. Well, I mean? He could have. I think it was like he um he could also be rubbish. He could have said like like five nights in a row and eventually I thought, died. I thought he'd done it um like years before. No, it was the night before. Most of the quatrains Nostradamus composed during his life dealt with disasters such as plagues, earthquakes, wars, floods, invasions, murders, droughts, and battles. Nostradamus enthusiasts have credited him with predicting numerous events in world history, including the French Revolution, the rise of Napoleon and Hitler, the development of the atomic bomb and the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attack on the World Trade Center. Wow. Yeah. Terrorist attack. Dun, dun, dun. Nostradamus, hold on. Popularity seemed... Oh, I, I, oh, hold on, gonna, hold on. I thought that was a good um, 
What do you want to do? What for the? You, you got about, it? No, about the 911 tax. Go on then. What you got? We've ruined it now. No, go on. <laughs> Earth-shaking fire from the center of the Earth will cause tremors around the new city. Two rock, two high rocks will war for a long time, and then Arusa will redden a new river. Proponents, oh, proponents of the song prophecy suggest that the new city refers to New York. Basically, two rocks. Blah blah blah. Yeah, don't know. It's all a bit vague, isn't it? Two rocks. It's very vague. All of it is very vague. Let's be honest. Apart from the um, the one with the cage and the man going. I think happy. there's another one that meant to point to the twin towers. That's the one with the fire at forty-five degree angle one. Mm, yeah, but that, I, I, that's not on this. Yeah, fire at forty-five degree. Which is angle, interesting because yeah. the forty-five degree angle is something to do with something else entirely to do with astrology, and I can't remember. I could point you to a couple of weeks ago. It was with a different podcast. Amos Inquisition had is it Ryan Seven or whatever on there. A lot of yeah. the stuff to do with the symbolism. It's all at forty-five. The like we had the hold the staffs and that's so at forty-five degree angles. Anyway, I can't oh. remember now. But you have to go and go look up their stuff. Awesome. I think there's had two parts. Next parts on. Weekend. I just yeah. I, I just do a 45 degree angle. If you stand on a flat surface and fire the gun of your choice at 43 degree angle, how far will it go? That was 43 or 45. Oh, shit. 45 degree angle. Okay. Anyway. We're going well off it. Where were we? Cool. Uh Septimus attacks. Nostradamus population seems to be due in part to the fact that the vagueness of his writings and their lack of a specific date makes it easy to selectively quote them after any major dramatic event and retrospectively claim them as true. Some scholars believe he was not writing to be a prophet, but writing or to comment on events of his time and the people in it. Whatever his methods or intentions, Nostradamus' timeless predictions continue to make him popular to those seeking answers to life's more difficult questions. I think that's probably true. You know what? I do think, he, yeah, I, actually, he was very much... He, he loved France and France was the centre of the world and it was, you know, that was where you should be and everything like that. And I do think a lot of his stuff was commentaries on what was going on in France, you know, etc. Yeah. He may, he may have uh, prophesied some stuff about, well, a lot of stuff maybe that was going to happen in France. He didn't seem particularly interested in the rest of the world. There was a lot of stuff possibly about the UK, but not as like the whole world sort of in general. So if, um, I think, Oh, these dogs trying to get upstairs, scratching door. He, there are some sort of um, things when he says about the the grass will grow sort of to you know waist length, and there won't be anybody around, and milk and there'll be like milk raining from the sky and blood in the earth and stuff like that. You know, like it does seem sort of ominous. That and and it was like you won't be able to find anybody about that body would have died. There is that you know it has got that, but could that be referring to the black? Because he was, it was, he was around after the um, where, you know, when the, uh, you know, millions of people died from the. Yeah, I think it's yeah. easier to just make the predictions about cetera, bad stuff, though, isn't it? It's easy, easy to make yeah. predictions about death and famine because there's always going to be deaths and famines and wars. Yeah, there's always. Yeah, there was. There, you know, he'd done a lot of predictions about sort of sieges and battles and stuff like you know that. But again, in sort of his time, I mean, what you want to know is. What are the lottery numbers tonight? Okay, so we've got <laughs> I've got a couple of his predictions here. 
But this, we'll go into the problems which we may have with it in a little yeah. while. But so we got Nostradamus Quatrain 186. I suppose that's the first century 86. The great queen, upon seeing herself vanquished, will exhibit an excess of masculine courage. On horseback, she will ride totally unprotected, pursued by swordsmen, an act of outrage. Apparently, this is about um, Mary Queen of Scots. A beaten queen, Mary Queen of Scots, escapes her captors by stealing a horse and riding unguarded for over 150 kilometers to reach friendly land. She's pursued in the nighttime by a group of armed swordsmen on horseback. Nostradamus notes the extreme bravery of this queen and the extreme cowardice of the group of what men does pursuing he say, her. Supposedly? Huh? What, what is his thing? What does he say? The great queen, upon seeing herself vanquished, will exhibit an excess of masculine courage. On horseback, she will ride totally unprotected, pursued by swordsmen, an act of outrage. Okay. I mean, is it courage? She's just fleeing for her life. You just get on a horse and ride away, didn't you? I mean, you might say it's courage. It's like she didn't have a sword. What was she going to do against horsemen? Fight them? I don't know. Anyway. Did, she, did he predict that? Or maybe because it... maybe generally women wouldn't have just jumped on a horse. Like maybe she rode like a man as opposed to rode like a woman. And like whatever, not, she was like, fleeing for like, her life. Just people do shit like that. You know what I mean? Because it's like that to do. We done the up. King Henry the Second of France, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, we got one meant to be about Princess Diana. Okay. The queen. Uh, the penultimate of the surname of Prophet will take Diana for his day of rest. He will wander because of a frantic head and delivering a great people from subjection. Yeah, I'm not. All you got is Diana there. You got the surname of the prophet, which was Mohammed al Fayed was his dad. But I don't know. He, he, yeah, a lot of the time he used, um, supposed to have used anagrams and stuff. So he, Diana probably wouldn't have even been Diana. Well, it could um, be, but there's been other Dianas in the world, hasn't there? It's not. How about, how about if I said this to you? From the depths of Western Europe, a young child will be born to poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. His fame will increase towards the realms of the East. Um, They're saying that's about Hitler, isn't it? I don't know. You tell me. A it is, because I'm reading exactly the same thing. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, But in that, what I'm reading there, it doesn't, you know, I've read stuff where it said they're talking about, he, he mentions Hista. So it's like. That's the other one. Beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The great part of the battlefield will be against Hista. Into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. Hmm. Did he say Germany though? Germany wasn't even a country, was it? I don't know the actual translation. Did he not did he not say about um England before Britain before it was Britain? No, because this fifth because England would have been no, Britain. Oh, no, it wouldn't be Britain back then. Yeah, but I, I, what I understand when I was listening to the um, this audio book is that they did actually think of, you know, before it was even Britain, it was known as Britain. I'm not sure if that's right, but, you know, like before it was actually, you know, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, it was actually people thought of it as Britain. So, but it wasn't necessarily formed as Britain. Um, yeah, let me, I've, I found a site. And it says eight predictions of Nostradamus for 2021. Hold on, let me just do two more. I've got here. We got, because right. you said about using anagrams and stuff, we got Paul yeah. Ney Lauren will be more of fire than of blood. To swim in praise, the great one to flee to the confluence, he will 
refuse entry to the Puces. The depraved ones and the durance will keep them in prison. Apparently that's about Napoleon. Because you've got Pornay Leron, which is an anagram of Napoleon, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All the rest of it just seems like... Napoleon Royal. Let me read what this... Hold on. It's just as an anagram of Napoleon Roy, yeah. That's right, right, let yeah. me just uh, read what it says. This quatrain is one of the most famous prophecies of Nostradamus in which he directly mentions the names of a person. The words Pornay Laron are three towns... Oh, sorry, they're three towns in southern France, Pornay and Oleron. But when the letters of these words are rearranged, it becomes Napoleon Roy or Napoleon the King of in French, Napoleon Bonaparte. In this quatrain, more of fire than blood refers to Napoleon's non-noble lineage. The Puces of the third line are the Popes Pius VI and VII, who were both imprisoned by Napoleon, as implied by the last line. Okay. I wonder if, like, let's say, for instance, he was doing, like, the meditation stuff like that. Do you think he was given the quatrains to write down as he's written them? Or do you think he was saw stuff and then wrote them down? Because he wouldn't have known that he might have seen, like, let's say he saw images, yeah? So he saw the French army, like Napoleon, etc., going around Europe and the French Revolution. But he wouldn't, would he have seen Napoleon and he got, would he have had, like, subtitles above Napoleon's name? I could have had I mean, that, sounds, couldn't he? Could have had sounds, could have had audio, audio visions as well. Like People cheering, like, Napoleon. He could have, like, even if he yeah. didn't have sounds, he could have just felt, could have felt maybe, the, what he was called. Maybe um, he, um, what's it, logged into the Akashic Records. So it's like, yeah, maybe. maybe. It's like a film sort of thing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I'll just, yeah. But he, he hid it all. He hid it all. That's what I sort of aim for, maybe in my lucid dreaming, to try and remember to show me the show me the future. I need to declare, not let me have a hug with my dad. You know, I love my hug with my dad, but let me have a hug right. with my dad, and then my dad can show me the future. So you what you wanted to say? Did you want to say one of them? Say something? Yeah, no, no, okay. no. What it is, I you know I was looking for you know I've, I've, I've you know, obviously read loads of his shit, but it was like I just looked for. Um, I don't know where people get this shit from, but eight predictions of Nostradamus. It's a site, and I clicked on it. Again, eight predictions of Nostradamus for 2021, right? I'll just read the, uh, the, the title. After the 2020 coronavirus pandemic and various cataclysms, it's difficult to surprise humanity with something, but Nostradamus claims that the most significant events that will change, will forever change the planet, are still ahead. Nostradamus is perhaps the most pro famous prophet in human history. His predictions are written in the form of quatrain verses, many, you know, of all the thingies are going to come. There have been many predictions about the future this year that are believed to belong to great Nostradamus. Here are eight of the prophecies for 2021. You ready for this? Yeah. Number one, zombie apocalypse. Okay. Where the fuck did I get this from? A Russian scientist will create a biological weapon virus that can turn people into zombies. The end of humanity may be closer than we think, but it has no reference whatsoever. Yeah, I have saw this site before and that's why I ignored it earlier because it's there's a load of them. They just have... These are predictions yeah. of Nostradamus, and then people say something, but they've got no quatrains, they've got no interpretation of it. It's just, what, it could what? be anybody making shit up and just saying Nostradamus said this. It's pointless. Is it clickbait? So you I click think so, your, yeah. You click it's just your, pointless. Like, horoscope thing and stuff like that. There. Yeah, no, I just There's loads of them. There's loads of sites like that, like 10 things of Nostradamus, 8. 
years, whatever, and you just click on them and it's people saying, oh, he said this, and then they've got no proof to back up that he said that or even any interpretation or anything. Yeah, just that, like, just the top zombie one, I was just like, there's nothing, there's nothing anywhere that, like, like, you know, I'm aware of that says anything about, oh, yeah, do me, yeah. Um, I've got one here, one of his, I haven't got the actual... Oh, yeah, here we go. This is, see if you can work this one out. All right. This is Century 6, Quatrain 37. The ancient work will be accomplished, and from the roof, evil ruin will fall on the great man. They will accuse an innocent being dead of the deed. Okay. The guilty one is hidden in the misty court. Cops. What's that? What'd you say? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know if that's a real, or whether this is like made up. Uh, there's another one there. Yeah, they attribute to it as well. The great man will be struck down in the day of the thunderbolt. In the day by a thunderbolt, sorry. The evil deed predicted by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at night. Conflict in rings, London, and pestilence in Tuscany. I mean, I don't, they're saying that's to do with it as well. But that could be anything, couldn't it? I'm trying to find the Cotrain for the he says about the great king of terror. Yeah, uh, it's like in 1999, right. I've, uh, the seventh month of the year, 1999, the world. Okay, I've got something here, the which you might find interesting or you might not. But the problem with the translations, a lot of them are translated into sort of a modern French. Yeah. And okay. the way he wrote, he wrote in like an ancient French, he used yeah. Latin, he used... It was a particular um, region of French. It wasn't just like yeah. a normal... It wasn't a, a well-known French. No. So when, when people are translating in more modern times, they can get potentially get stuff wrong. And yeah. therefore, the predictions would be wrong. So there's... I've got this site here, which is a Nostradamus one. And this man says he, he's predicted it... Um, more accurately now this was a quad train that i i was looking through and i only went through century when i was just like reading through some of them and this one stuck out to me at the time which is when the litters are overturned by the whirlwind and faces are covered by cloaks the new republic will be troubled by its people and this time the reds and the whites will rule wrongly so i thought oh it stuck out because it said the faces are covered out by cloaks. So I was thinking, oh, is that mask? Are they? Is he predicting masks? And obviously, litters are overturned by whirlwinds. I don't know. New Republic, America, could be America. This time of the reds and the whites will rule wrongly. And I was thinking, how can I interpret that? Because you think reds and whites, you think is that political pies? But no, it doesn't stand. I think maybe because it's astrology, is there reds and whites? And I was look earlier on. I was doing like loads of different stuff. I was looking like, what does reds and whites mean? And then it was like. There was um, reds was like Aries and whites could be Libra, but then also Scorpio could be red and white because that's associated with that as well. So is it like Scorpio? Is it to do with Libra? And like it was getting beyond me. I it was too much to keep track of. So I, but I also found this. So I clicked onto another site and it was by coincidence the man had. Um, he said he's like translate because a lot of the translations are wrong, but he had that actual quatrain translated in how he thinks it should be. Right. So what we got is, um, uh, I'll, I'll read from his, his site. I think he's got a book out and, um, I don't even know. It was Dr. Sol Adoni from his book, the true prophecies of Nostradamus. 
Right. What was clear to me from early on in my analysis of the writings of Nostradamus is that the true prophecy, if understood in the meanings of the words when he wrote them, were actually quite funny. This could be seen in the first quatrain after he pays homage to his occult ritual, which is the one I read earlier about the tripods and the water. Yeah. In the first two quatrains, which he describes an ancient water ritual for divination. The third quatrain is actually the first prophecy once he gets past his water ritual description. And this first quatrain shows a brutally frank Nostradamus speaking in terms that the everyday person in France could understand. No one but me, apparently this is this man, has ever translated this verse so honestly. The key is looking up the term in the first line in Con... Con Cotgrave's early 17th century dictionary and you will see litter as the definition of the key word uh, lictere which is literally horseshit. So while more politically correct French dictionaries may use litter now to describe lictere, the medieval meaning, meaning was horse litter or horseshit. This is why Nostradamus was so accepted by the everyday people of France. He was a brutally honest person in his prophecies that spoke their vul vulgar of the time. Right, so what that prophecy that I said before, which was, uh, what was it? When the litters are overturned by the whirlwind and faces are covered by cloaks, the new republic will be troubled by its people. And this time the reds and the whites will rule wrongly. Well, this man has translated because he said he's gone back to sort of older, older dictionaries yeah. and stuff. When the horseshit flies like whirlwind and will cover their faces and cloaks, the republic of the new people upset. At this time, the reds and the whites swear upside down. That's what he's translated at. I mean, I've got a French thing here, but I'm not reading that out because I couldn't have a clue what the French says. Apparently, that's what the translation is. So you see how using yeah, modern yeah. translations or more modern translations compared yeah. to what it could be gives you a completely different thing. So... What we're looking at, all those ones we read out about JFK or Hitler, they could all be wrong. Literally everything. Because we don't know when they were translated, what sources they're using. Are they just taking yeah. those words and trying to translate them to modern French or yeah. whatever? Or are they going back and looking at how it may have been more closer to his time when they were using these words? So Which makes... To now is to, is to work on a, uh, the rest of your life... Uh, translating French from Old French into... Um... Well, I don't need to. I'm just going to go... We need to go buy this bloke's <laughs> book and read it. But right, Fair enough. So, yeah. I mean, that that's an interpretation of that. I'll read it again. So, the modern translation would be, when the litters are overturned by the whirlwind and faces are covered by cloaks, the new republic will be troubled by its people. At this time, the reds and the whites will rule wrongly. Okay, so I'm not... We could we could make things like faces covered by cloaks. What does that mean? Maybe that's mm. mass public is um America. There's the reds and the whites. We're not really sure, but we could probably the I reds, don't know Russian China reds and I don't yeah rule wrongly. We could interpret that. And litters are overturned. What are litters? We'd have to the litters would Shit. be well no litters is like a carrying thing like cars. Or something like. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think of a litter. That's right. Like, oh, like so a, what, was, what about with the, the anarchists, or you know, like you know, you cover your face for riots, or yeah, yeah, you could do that. But this bloke saying it's that's not the thing. No. He's saying when the whole shit flies like a whirlwind, so people throw him. Would that be people throwing rubbish or shit? And we'll cover their faces and cloaks. So it's not your faces are being covered 
buy cloaks. Your the shit's covering people. Shit's covering people. Yeah, yeah. When the horse shit flies like a whirlwind and will cover their faces and coats. So it's not oh, your faces are being covered by cloaks. Your the horse shit's covering people. The Republic of the New People upset. At this time, the Reds and the Whites swear upside down. So it's almost like the people. Okay, so shit's flying and covering everybody. Everyone's getting covered in shit. The Republic, the people are upset in the the New Republic, and the Reds and the Whites swear upside down. So that's almost swear they're lying. The Reds and the Whites are lying. Swear upside down, maybe. That's a totally different interpretation. The New Republic, especially when it's Nostradamus, is more likely to be France than it is to be. Um, yeah, America. yeah, probably. That'd be the yeah, French. But obviously, if French he's French if he can predict the future, he, you would predict America, though, wouldn't you? If he's talking about the future, no, because even the uh, uh, you know he was what was it fifteen fifteen hundred? So yeah. the New Republic would have been you know after Napoleon. Yes, it, it could be, but I mean. What do we, going, yeah, a lot, a lot of no, but, but about what you said before, a lot of it's to do with yeah him uh, like a commentary on his modern yeah modern time. So that is probably to do with France. So when the shit fly, shit's going everywhere in France, and the Reds and the, maybe the Reds and the Whites is more relevant to France. I don't know. Were their political parties are they yeah, more? Which would have been the maybe aristocrats and the, the, the yeah the, maybe. I mean, so that's an old yeah. Maybe it's gone. But people could look at that now, that other interpretation with the cover cloaks cover their faces, it's it's now, isn't it? And it, it's such a hard a, interpretation. This is one that just I don't think it was like the mo one of the most famous ones, but just wasn't didn't come true, I don't think. The year one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine year one thousand nine ninety nine Seventh month from the sky shall come a great king of terror. Shall be revived the great king of Angolmos before and after Mars reign as shall as chance will have it. So it's like war in the seventh month of 1999, the great king of terror sort of comes. So there was no, as far as I know, but I always sort of thought maybe aliens invaded, but we didn't know it. So that's yeah, like from 1999 onwards and yeah, okay. I, I know you say Mars is like war, but it, there is other interpretations of that as well, isn't there? It's not always war. It could be no, something. But even but that, that like 1999, the seventh month, you know, it, it was like a big thing. It was like, that's what, you know, and I had that book and I thought there was going to be yeah. a big, I don't know, some invasion. I didn't know what it was for me, you know, and I was looking out for it and it just mm -hmm. sort of. But just by looking at um, what I've just read to you, that other f interpretation, perhaps there's a different interpretation that isn't that at all. Go and buy this bloke's book. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, of course. So, yeah, it's, you need to find out what the, um, you know, the, maybe it's like a completely different sort of year, etc. And, and the whole. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't help me now, but yeah. And I say the, the Mongols could is change it into the um. The the Mong, you know, the Mongols that invaded the the world, and you know, I think, I'm almost sure that that book you're talking about was Peter. Lemisuria just rings a bell, but I've just looked at on that person's site who I just wrote a read. He's got a whole page like beware of Peter Lemisuria. 
Peter Lemisuria sucks. Peter Lemisuria liar. Peter Lemisuria jerk. Peter Lemisuria moron. Peter Lemisuria nitwit. Peter Lemisuria clown. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is weird. He's done a lot of books here. Yeah. I can't see any of my, my Nostradamus ones on there. Look, well, maybe it's not because he's saying he's a skeptic of Nostradamus. But I'm sure the bloke we read, I'm sure that was his name. Yeah, I think it was actually. But I want that particular book. I think, I mate, if it is, then obviously his... A uh, whole thing of what Lostradamus was predicting. He's turned from being a, a follower to a skeptic. Ah. Lemisuria? E-L-E-M-E-S-U-R-I-E-R. Yeah, I'm sure that was I'm sure that was the name of the book you're thinking of. And it was I, I can find what it was called. I could go sort of through it again and it was like It was funny though, finding that on that other person's site. So what do you do you think that his predictions are do you still think they're real? Do you still think the interpretations that we get mostly no, are real? Think, or do they do they need to be do you need to go back and find someone who knows about um ancient or old some, some, some of them some of them have worked out, you know, well. Um Yeah, but have they though? It's, yeah, they, no, they have. Like well, it seems that they have, you know, like... What happens if, what happens if the interpretations we're reading are not the, the right interpretations, though? Because if we're interpreting using modern language, yeah, is that not wrong? At, well, like the thing with the um, the King of France, Henry II, I know it's only like... Yeah, one, but is that, is, that even a, is that even the right interpretation? Oh, yeah, God, you know, but then that's like... You'd have to go back and... And then it doesn't matter, does it? Well, no, it does matter. Maybe if it gets, if we got a, if these interpretations that we're reading are wrong, if you go back and get a more accurate interpretation, perhaps we could match them more or predict more of the future. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have the time to do that myself. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it would be relevant, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would. Oh, yeah, but it could absolutely. be, or maybe it's still, after all the interpreting interpreting it compared with like ancient or old french in that yeah. sort of dialect and using latin and stuff perhaps it still wouldn't make any sense maybe not well i'd, I'd rather um, be able to do it myself maybe i know you would to... that, i think that's... that's that's maybe the pull of nostradamus to you yeah. is you would like to be able to predict the future yourself because yeah, i've had a, a i've had a couple of dreams that have seemed that they have you know, not apart from planes crashing. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a couple the nine eleven, but I know a lot of people sort of dreamt about that at the time, experienced that, and um, plane crash, no, a train crash. Yeah, you know, just yeah, it just fascinates me. It's what it's one of my sort of you know big things into. I suppose the occult and you know, it's yeah, it's just a thing that you know, really fascinates me. Are yeah. we? Because we've. What's that other one? That not Baba Yaga, is it Baba Yaga or something? The woman who's the Russian woman who's meant to predict yeah, the future. Sure I mean, we talked be. about her before, and um, I think talked about a couple of other things. There, not there sure are, why, but various ones. None of them seem to come true, do they? Like really, all, it's all a bit vague. And can we predict the future? Can people predict the future? Is it? I mean, by predict is the future. Is fate exorable or 
or can you you know you, you can predict it and then okay so maybe he predicted all the possible futures and somewhere all these quatrains and that have all come true but not in this one not in the one we're living in yeah maybe yeah i mean is that I what you're trying to say yeah, possibly, yeah. Like it, it's a a future, but it's not, you know. Especially like maybe the further you go away from the prediction in time wise, it, the more likely it is to change because um, there's infinite realities, etc. So, so maybe, does that make his whole effort pointless? Not to him, it doesn't. So but then again, what no, I'm trying no, to get no, is, do you do you believe in do you believe Nostradamus's predictions? I do. All of yeah. them, just some of them. Are we not interpret? Do we need to interpret them properly? I, I think if they were interpreted properly, you would find it's very frustrating because why didn't he just fucking write them down? Like maybe he wrote a separate book somewhere. I told you the story. Let me. I told you the story. Um, not the today, you didn't. His, his well, tell tell our listeners. Tell your listeners. His son. I can't remember his son's name. Uh, I think it was Nostradamus Junior. It's just Junior. Um, El Junior. It, it was um it was like in his it was supposed to be like a thing in his family like the bloodline that you could tell the future you know uh, prophesize and stuff like that I'm sure he's I think his granddad done it I don't know I'm I'm just surmising now but anyway he, he thought his son was going to be you know a prophet and that's why he dedicated these these books these quatrains and stuff to his son um and then um basically and his son sort of picked up the mantle and he'd be a sort of prophet as well and there was a siege. You know, there was always like sieges, wars and stuff like that. And there was a surrounding army that were attacking the place that where he was. And um, basically, the, he prophesied, his son prophesied that this town would be attacked and um, would basically burn down, be burnt down during the attack. And basically, the captain of the guard of this city caught Nostradamus' son trying to burn down the city. So it was like trying to... Um, self-fulfill the prophecy sort of thing and the captain um said to him did you have you got any uh, predictions for this night and he said no and they, basically the captain rammed him through with a um a spear and killed him so it was like don't believe your hype sort of thing you know <laughs> he's saying you know he's like oh i, I prophesied the town's gonna burn down i'm going around setting fire to the town yeah. Sort of make make it a thing. Maybe you know he wanted to jump on his obviously wanted to jump on his dad sort of thing. Um, that's that's the thing with any you know if you don't if if you're gonna do your prophecies if you're gonna if you think you can do the future you know tell the future and stuff like that don't push it. Either happens or it doesn't happen. You know I do I've done tarot cards and stuff and sometimes I do like a monthly tarot card just for me me and my wife sort of thing and you know for certain stuff. And um, we look at it and we go, mm, you know, it does, yeah, it does kind of like work out that way. This month's going to be a bit better and stuff like that. But don't, you know, don't, I don't think it's fair to make it so. Do you know what I mean? When you're doing, like, when, you know, like I've, I've been to medium, you know, they go to medium nights and stuff like that. And they try and, they they want to be honest and they want to be good. And they want to tell you, you know, what, what, what they're coming through. But I think sometimes they kind of, you know push you in in that way yeah i think a lot a lot of that stuff is anyway if you oh don't i I know you always say a lot of stuff is i would say let me just let me finish this a little bit i'd say they have they have an element of bullshit Uh, no no not bullshit no they you know that element of uh, connecting to the universe stuff like that 
What I was um, going to say is, um, there's a, very skeptical again. You're going, I am skeptical of this because when you look at, say you're your breakfasts, say you're looking into, um, like reading the tarot. Whatever, yeah. The all the the stuff is very ambiguous. You could like interpret. I know you can interpret any, not any way, but there's a, a wide interpretation you can do with a lot of. Yeah, with a lot of the, like you pull this card and it means something, but it could also mean something else, or maybe a little bit of something else. And you've got so much leeway to fit it in there. I think maybe there is people who are really tuned into that stuff and can hone yeah. in and can give you a, a good reading. But if you, I've done a good lot readings, so done, you know, where I wouldn't say, but you know, I've, I, but again, yeah. yeah so how many good is, readings do you get to a bad reading? What ones do you just you don't remember the bad readings and. I mean, how much does it, is it help you? You know, it's supposed to be a guidance. So, how much does it really? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of that stuff. I even when I'm reading about, you know, my shamanism book or the spirit thingy guide book, and it, and I was reading it earlier, and the man was saying, you know, when you see these animals come to you and you see them three times in a row and or three times in quick succession, it means this. It's like, well does it though or you just interpret it you can put that interpretation onto it because you want it to fit that and it's so easy to do that all the time isn't it you have to open yourself up to you have to open yourself up to uh believe believe in it doesn't does it mean it's real i don't know if you, if it helps you maybe it doesn't matter yeah it's relevant yeah if it's self-help it's like you know if it helps you yeah it doesn't matter if it's helpful it's helpful that's, yes that's the thing maybe but that doesn't I'm, mean it's I'm, true if it helps you, it's true, isn't it? No. No. What, what we're referring to, like, say... No, oh, because if animals are coming to you to give you guidance, then yeah. that's animals coming... Uh, something is directing animals to come to you, give you guidance. If you're seeing animals and interpreting guidance from those animals, doesn't mean there's a... Because these animals are connected to spirit. Let's call it spirit or yeah. God or whatever. And that's... Yeah. They're sending... The spirit God is sending these animals to guide you. That's different from you seeing the animals and interpreting them and saying oh, and yeah. hold on don't bite in saying god's sending them to me god send these squirrels to me i've seen through squirrels in the past three days squirrels mean i don't know what squirrels mean in the animal thing of but you interpret that but that doesn't mean god sent squirrels well, to you you're what? The, the more the more you um the more you accept that you're getting sort of a message from whoever the, the more it's going to work for you if you deny it you know what I mean? If you can't go, oh, that's not, then it's not going to work because, you you know, you'll what just see. Work? Well, like, for instance. Yeah, but isn't just... that part of the circle no. of it? The more you look for it, the more you're going to find. Yes, but it doesn't mean it's not working. No, but it mean? doesn't like... mean it is working either. It just means you're looking for stuff more to in, a, attach symbolism to. This is probably not relevant, but the more you exercise, the bigger your muscles become. Yeah, so it isn't it's relevant because like that. that's a dif that's a discernible thing you can measure. And the more you exercise your brain, the better your brain becomes. So the more you exercise your spirit in connection to divination, etc., the better you become at it. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's, well, no, that, that's no, because you so believe that with all your heart, but that doesn't. They, you can't quantifiably prove that, though, can you? Only if it works, you can. You can prove that if you do more exercise and lift more weights, your muscles get bigger because you can measure it. But you can measure it if you judge it by sort of results. If you, you know, no, you can't. There is no. I can't because I don't do. You know, but if say for Nostradamus, for instance, he could, you know, over time, if yeah, you could look. Back, I would well, say he, reading. He okay, reading his stuff, he wrote 
all them quatrains and most of them are just gibberish and you can't and the ones that people pardon i what if he'd done it what if it what would he written it down in if he didn't what if he'd done maths like um um algebra you yeah. know i don't know like, um, equations yeah. what if he'd written it down in mathematical equations just because you didn't understand it doesn't mean it's gibberish it just means you didn't understand it yeah, but people can understand equations. No one can understand. Pretty much, no one understands what Nostradamus well, says. Someone can, apart from him. Some, some people can read. There, no, there they can't. Be, there is no one there out there. Be, you've, there if you go, you've looked in the past couple of days or the week. You, we've looked at lots of Nostradamus stuff, and even you admit, quote. you must admit that most of it doesn't, or almost all of it, even the ones where they fit, for like Hitler or the JFK thing, it doesn't really fit. We just retroactively yeah. fitting stuff in there and we've just established that what we're reading might not even be what the tran the true translation is as well i yeah no no you're right so so in that sense i don't i don't think he's i'm yeah i don't i still i still like to look at his stuff sometimes you know and i'll look up if there's someone says this means this it's interesting to look at but i don't none of them even the the big ones the Hitler mm. ones, the Napoleon ones, I'm not even sure any of that really matches. I think the only, it only, oh, you know, matches, yeah, but the only, um, if it's relevant, it's relevant. If it's not, it's not sort of thing, you know, it's like, what? Well, that just, if it's relevant, well, what does that even yeah, mean? Because if, if it has some relevance in like now times, you know, if there was, if you could find, we're not talking about relevance, we're talking, did he predict the future? Yes. Okay. You is, say no. Is that just no? I I haven't seen any real proof that he's predicted the future in any of his stuff. It's all it's all mostly gibberish, and there's the odd bit here and there in one of these lines that yeah, it's gibberish. No, it's just you just don't it doesn't because it doesn't doesn't say you man went upstairs picked up thing whacked Pope on head. Why not? You know I mean, because it doesn't say that. Because it doesn't, just because it, it wasn't it, because, because he's obscuring it. it. He's obscuring stuff because he can't because no, he didn't allowed. want to be caught out. No, it wasn't that. He was told. He was like, you're not allowed to know the affirmations of God or something like that. It was why? Well, then why are you allowed to do the tarot cards? Why do people? Why are people allowed to do the tarot? Why are they not struck down by well, God? He probably said that because he wanted, didn't want to get burnt by the church. You know, the Spanish. The French Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition, you know, about the whole sort of church and stuff like that. Go and ask me uh, a question, any question. Like I can define, I don't know, divine with. I don't know. I'm not, well, because you can't at the moment because yeah. you're not that attuned to it and you haven't been doing it and practicing and stuff. And even if me. you did, even if you was doing that, I still haven't seen any yeah. proof that it's a. What I want to do, like, say, for instance, is Russia going to invade Ukraine in the next two days? What I want to do is pick a card out, do uh, past, present, future, and go. Um, Not past, present, future, though, is it? Um, I know. And then interpret. What I want to do is pull them out and then get a fucking vision. You're not getting that, though, are you? I took it and it's like, oh, there's like a bloody um, nine of staves upside down, the ace of cups, etc. And it's. It's like it's my interpretation of it. Um, I don't know. 
Do you know what I mean? I'm like, hugely skeptical of all this stuff, even though I'm like reading books about shamanism and the, the animal thing and a bit of it, I, I read a bit yeah. and I think, oh yeah, that's really cool. I'll have to you know, look at animal signs. And then I think maybe I'm just, so you, you I'm, maybe I'm just, um, like I say, if I see, no, not want to believe because I don't even know if, I, I don't know if I can believe. No, because you want to believe. You want. You want. You want. The You're same cutting out a little bit. Get closer to your mic. Oh, You're going. No, not that close, you idiot. <laughs> Just, you're going back. You're you're leaning back from your chair. You're getting further away. That's what I mean. You, you want. Um, no, it's nothing to do with you, nothing to do with age. You want firm. No, firm I don't. Proof. You don't want firm proof. No, no. I, it's it's not to do with age. It's not like I'm getting older and I might die and I want to be closer to God. It's what? nothing to do with that. Anything about age? What you did you say about? you're getting older. You started a sentence with you're getting older. I don't think I did, but all right. Pretty we sure you did. Listen back to that. No, you want, I think, like me, you want, um, you know, um, affirmation, you know, confirmation, like full, you know, like, like I said, you, I want to pull a card out and see tanks or rivers, you know, or I've... close my eyes and see all that. that that's, you know, I'm, I'm so, it's no. always like deeper down the rabbit hole. You want to be deeper down the rabbit hole and see more down. I, no, that's what I want anyway. I think I the problem see, is, read about it i don't just want to think about it. i want to no, see big it's not even that it's about no it's about to do with a lot of like big yeah anything bigfoot um aliens no no yeah. it's to do no, no. with uh, like believing in it 100 percent. there are people out there who believe in it 100 percent. you couldn't tell them they don't it's yeah. not real they've never yeah, seen anything but they just believe it 100 percent and i suppose in a way i want i want to like have proof but i don't even know what proof would mean you have to in a way to i think this is difficult to explain in a way to get in there and believe say like spirit animals in a way to believe and see spirit animals or contact spirit animals you have to believe in spirit animals and in you earlier what i was saying that that's exactly what i was saying to you yeah but i can't believe in spirit animals 100% so maybe I'll never see spirit animals or whatever well, it's like the three squirrels I can't see three squirrels on three days I could interpret it and think oh maybe that's a sign but then also I think that's just maybe it's just three squirrels when I um you talk about shamanism uh, when I was investigating shamanism with um you, you know you do a, a journey when you do you're supposed to find you know imagine a, a yeah. particular place to go down you know and you go down the tunnel and stuff like that i really wanted to go down the tunnel without imagining me going down the tunnel but it's it's like but you imagining yourself going down the tunnel and finding your spirit animal is as relevant as actually going down the tunnel and finding your spirit animal do you know what i mean it's still and i've i've went and tried to help particularly people retrieve their and in fact i retrieved my own um different pieces of myself and it, it did really you know it, it did work so it was like soul retrieval but it was it was like and people go it's just your imagination but your imagination is you know unless you're maybe yeah i am yes it could be both this it could be part of it, it maybe you need to I, I imagine you like doing it my body i'd still like to do it out of my body down the rabbit hole kind of doing that as opposed to you know my original attempts at um, shamanism going in you know with the drumming and stuff going 
inside myself. And you know, I know what you're saying. Understand? Yeah. I want the full. I want the full five D experience of it, as opposed to just the internal experience. But it's just as relevant. It, I, I think I'm the internal sure. the internal experience is probably the experience you need. Is the experience? Yeah, it probably yes. Probably. Yeah. But I, I still, don't. I still. I'm held back by thinking that's just my imagination. Yeah. I still. Don't, I don't. You know, if I see a, I know this is probably a completely irrelevant thing as well. If I see a, um, like a, a picture of a roast dinner on a bit of paper, like on a, you know, reprint a print, or put on the internet, see a picture of a roast dinner, I can, I can imagine. Right. I can still. I can look at that, and I can imagine, and I can actually taste the food and stuff like that in my head. But I still want that dinner in front of me. Do you know what I mean? I don't just want to imagine it. I want to. I want that. Because yeah, it's food, you dumbass. But it's relevant. It's not really relevant. I don't think it that's is. relevant in the same way. All right, I will look at the moon and I imagine what the moon's like, but I still want to stand on the moon. Yeah. Not in a, not in a, not in a space not in a space suit. That, all right, that's more relevant. Not in a space suit. No, like. Well, that's not going to happen, is it? Oh, don't be annoying. Not really. Why is that annoying? Or I don't think that's the same thing at entirely. Anyway, we've gone right off the. That's right. No, because we're talking about predictions and what you can. What I you want can, to. You know, what you can sense, what you can see, what you can perceive beyond yourself. And yeah, I'm we're, we're, saying it's difficult for me to. In some ways, I can contemplate that, but it's going to be difficult for me to get to it because you know, I don't. I don't trust it enough mm. to to believe in it enough to maybe do it. Because you, you have to give yourself over to it, don't you? Entirely, almost. You have to like take a leap, like a faith. You have to be a you have to be a faith person. You have to believe in God, in whatever you know sense what? you. Remember when um before you know you used to talk, oh no sorry yeah because you're not shut up when we used to talk about um, lucid dreaming when I used to say to you about when you're actually there and like you couldn't quite grasp what I meant but then you've had a lucid dream and you're you know. Yeah, but it still in felt the, like it still felt like I was dreaming. It wasn't like I was in a real. I don't. That's my experience of it. Oh. Oh. Still, I wasn't outside of dreaming. It just seemed it wasn't. People say, "Oh, it's like you're really there," and I've never had yeah. that. No, because oh, it okay. wasn't. I you had, you had, no, my my experience of it was I had more control over my dream, but it didn't ever feel like it was more real than reality. It just felt like I'd was dreaming and i knew i was dreaming it's a different not doing enough drugs man that's what it is maybe yeah but there's probably a maybe there's a step beyond that where you feel like you're actually there and it's real and yes. well i've never been there i've just had real. more control over my dreams that's not right, that's okay. not what trying, you're talking about it is what i'm talking about but i thought you'd experience that but no. obviously you haven't experienced i haven't it experienced yet. more i haven't experienced yeah. a life more real than this yeah. life yeah. man you haven't it. <laughs> and I don't think I ever will, no matter how many books or whatever I read, or, <sighs> right or how much meditation, or yeah, belief. And I haven't got it. I don't believe. Believe in anything. I don't believe. In Christmas, you more, you, you've come at like a big circle. You've been like you were like a non-believer. No, I'm, tr I, I'm trying. That's right. At some points, at some points, I'm happy to you know go there and give it a go. Yeah. But then it comes back to. And I ask myself, is it any of it real? Yeah, you, you, the thing is, you've got you can't be like just uh, go on complete faith. You have that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying to you. I want to experience 
I don't literally want to physically go down a tunnel because you know what I mean. But I want to experience the five D of it or six D, seven D, whatever of all well, the experiences as opposed soon, to just the. Soon, if you take the vaccine, you'll get the five D experience because you can go into the metaverse and vaccined up and all that integration. It's not and the vaccine. aliens come. And once, yeah, I get, no. once I get my gene therapy, you mean? Then I yeah. Can, um, go for all experience. I'll stick to Salvia. You know. Anyway, pull a card. You got your tarot cards here. This is a yes or no. Is Nos- not- was Nostradamus uh, predicting the future? Predicting? Am I, not, am I Nostradamus reincarnated? You're not. You're not. I Are you, you Nostradamus? That. I'm not either. Are you Hitler reincarnated? Maybe. Um, we're not asking that question. Did Nostradamus you, predict I, I, the future? Just pull a card and stop being a dumbass. Did Nostradamus predict the future? No, the best one I'd get would be the mage, wouldn't it? You know, don't shuffle did, out did, the mage and show it to me, you fraud. I can't do no. I've got one card. It's not. Um, did Nostradamus predict the future? Because he did predict the future. But are Nostradamus's predictions real? That's the question, isn't it? He did he predict, predict the future. Well, no, he didn't. didn't. If he, he either made up stories or he predicted the future. They're not the same no, thing. No, if he just I could predict the future. Doesn't mean they're right. Well, all right. The, Ultimately, we're talking about was these predictions of the future right then? Am I going to get some really crappy card like two of staves or? Yeah, probably. What'd you get? I've got the King of Swords, brother. Okay, what does that mean? Um, in your interpretation, he's the king, and he's a sword. Yeah, but it's double edged, so because it's a sword, and it's. I haven't got a clue. Let's make something up. I'm gonna. Well, the king's good. I like a king. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. What do I interpret the king of swords as? It's the sword. That's the problem. The weapon. It's the crown, the sword, and it's it, the, the, actually the king looks more like a lady. Maybe it's like. A... <laughs> it's just a picture. Yeah, but it's relevant. The, the okay, so it's deception. And it's in a desert. Um, it's a deception. I'm sorry. Flying there's clouds and there's um, two half moons, I would say. Two half moons. Yeah, deception. Well, if you said it's a king who looks like who's actually a woman, then it's a deception, isn't it? And there's a. And the sword is dangerous. Kind of fairy above. Uh, If you if you um listen to his deceptions, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's all fake. I'm going to give you the interpretation of the king of swords because I can't do it off the top of my head. I've just interpreted it, my interpretation. It's, yeah, but you wanted it to be. I didn't. You did? You just told me there's a desert, there's a man who looks like a woman, there's a sword, which is dangerous. It's all, it's all um, deception and comes to nothing. Uh, uh, um, Isn't that um, what you're meant to do with these sort of like tarot cards? You now? Aren't you meant to... Um, in your truth and express yourself with deep conviction. As a result, others pay attention to what you have to say. King Sword, symbol of intellectual power and authority, and has the courage and intellect to achieve all that he desires. When a tarot card appears, you are in your power, ruling from a place of authority and respect. Should have tossed a coin, yes or no? It's a tales. Coin to the Witcher. Yeah, I would. Um... Are you interpreting that that he did? No, he just come. He was from a, a place of power and authority, and he had a lot of influence. So, either I'm did saying or... he's. I'm saying no. 
I'm going with the lady man with the sword of danger and everything's a desert behind him. I'm going with yes, and he's a inferential um person. I'm going no, and he was a fraud who was really a woman. Right, anyway, we'd a big conspire. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's we'd, probably we probably rambled on long enough. Yeah. We'd like to hear your views. Did Nostradamus predict the future? Can you predict the future? Do you have the lottery numbers for Tuesday? Because it's a lot of money. Or even for tomorrow, if you're that quick on replying to that. We're on Twitter. We have got an email. Our Twitter <laughs> account is the Big Conspire. Our email account is Big Conspire at hotmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, my brother's phone number is zero 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 zero. Yeah, cool. Um, right, you can hold on. You yeah. can catch us um, on the video on Odyssey. That's the big conspire. Well, uh, where we live on Twitch tonight? Yeah, you can catch oh, us yeah. live on Twitch. Uh, the big conspire about eight thirty UK time on Fridays weekly, possibly, probably. Bi- well, we try and do weekly, but it, it's been Friday. like every yeah. two weeks lately. Which is every two weeks. Every two weeks is good, but I'm not going to say every two weeks. Every end up monthly or something like that. So <laughs> we're not, we're not it's, doing it's, every, it's every two weeks and every weekly. So, um, what are we going to talk about next week, brother? What do you reckon? I don't know. Have to wait and see. That's us done for this week. See you next week. Bye. Silent.